Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This one's for you tonight. Okay, let's get started. different and new i went low it start. it start. mine is starting to sound like the warriors chant oh yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah when it's like what is yeah the, what do they say w- warriors come, come out, out and play. play do they say play come out to play what else sounds like that amy it also sounds like a horror movie <laughs> yeah it's like not to make it political but remember when the insurrection they were like nancy and it was <laughs> so scary <laughs> the insurrection wait normally we wait 20 or 30 minutes to do a podcast talking i'm about starting fresh wait, it's fourth of july tomorrow wait, i'm feeling patriotic wait were they were they clicking bottles on their fingers and going nancy when they were trying to get to her office yeah they were being like um the six flags horror nights people nancy <laughs> so that doesn't remind you of that every time i do it does it no i just thought of that right now i okay. hope i don't always think of it all right well i think you know maybe we have to, i should switch up that you know <laughs> doing your sing-song voice amy what do you think i mean do whatever strikes you next it definitely time strikes me it strikes me pretty well <laughs> but i um, think people like it okay good <laughs> all right good um, this is a very special episode because very special. Riley is in a convalescent state. Yes. So <laughs> to our wonderful little turtles, um, watching and listening, we're recording on a different day than we ever do a Monday, mm-hmm. one of the worst days <laughs> of the week, because to get, you know, in anticipation of 4th of July, we also want to have fun on our normal recording day. So it's a Monday. But also, this weekend, Amy and I went on a boat together, and we were really, you have to admit, we were having fun. It was lit. Drinking, <laughs> dancing, 
Yeah. What else are we doing? Singing. Singing. Sea shanties. Making TikToks. Making TikToks. We recorded this amazing video where we created the Louis Riella um, video from his time on the, with that, on <laughs> that boys trip. I'm afraid to see that yeah. footage. Oh, it's good. We got to watch it. <laughs> okay. Um, but we were having fun and then I decided to go to the bathroom one more time just to a certified turtle piss. <laughs> I had already done one and then I just, in anticipation of needing to go to the bathroom because I knew we were getting off the ship soon. I went again, even though I really, I was like a four out of 10. Okay. I didn't even need to do it, which makes it the worst <laughs> thing in the world. And I went down these three stairs on this rocky ship <laughs> and I was wearing Sperry's, which are typically boat shoes, but I feel like they were really slippery or maybe someone had spilled a little bit of beer or whatever. But on the three stairs, I just slipped the hardest I've ever slipped downstairs. <sighs> it was like the exorcist uh, guy <laughs> when the priest falls out the window and oh, goes down man. the stairs. It, I slipped full foot out in front of me, landed on my butt, which was like, oh, that hurt so bad. But then I kept sliding down and I landed on my back rib and I fractured Ugh. it. This was on the boat. I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want to <laughs> make everybody know. Like I didn't do a public service announcement that I had just fractured my rib on the boat. But I told, you know, Megan, I told Brock. I don't think I don't think I told you. Yeah, I don't think I heard till after. But the last thirty minutes of the boat, I was just in pure pain, almost pain where it was like um, my body was in shock. Ugh. It was like you are going to hurt so bad in really soon. So I grabbed Ugh. a Coors Light and I just put it as kind of an ice pack, <laughs> and then I just didn't talk to anyone. I just sat down. People were trying to take photos, and I would. I was like, <laughs> I was like, hello, I, I love this, and then. I just, I, I, Megan and uh, Brock and all of our friends went to Tony's to par- continue mm-hmm. partying. And I just went back in an Uber and I went to urgent care. Ugh, so that sucks. The ribs are no joke because they can't really do anything about it. No. You just have to heal. They're like tiny little bones. Yeah. And you don't want to do like surgery on them or anything. And they also, you don't realize how much your ribs are a part of your movement. Like when I'm yeah. sleeping, it's so bad. Ooh. But not to talk about pain very much, just that. There's a reason why I'm on hydrocodone too. Okay. So it's lit. I was saying you should have asked for some Zannies too. I know. I was just, You're I like, should come have gone, on. Hey, <laughs> come on. Anything else I can get? <laughs> At first, the doctor said only ibuprofen. Come and on. I said, Come on, doc. I go, Doctor. Doctor, <laughs> I take ibuprofen 400 milligrams just for a day where I'm not even hurt. You know what I mean? Or just, <laughs> just like if I have a fun. Just if I have a slight <laughs> headache. I can't. This is way worse than my normal pain. And so yeah. he finally said, all right, I'm going to give you a narcotic. And so I'm on those now. Okay. Is that helping? It helps. But I was going to say, if this episode completely sucks, it's because I'm on uh, Norco <laughs> is the name of the drug. Oh, okay. Not Narco. <laughs> Narcos. Yeah, Narcos. <laughs> so anyway, but that was my weekend. And then I've just been recovering. Um, and... Are you guys... You're planning... We talked about it before. You're supposed to go camping this week. Are you going to just wear a little bandage and... Yeah. Cruise over there? I think I'm going to wear a rib brace probably. Okay. And then I'm allowed to take two hydrocodone a day. So I'll okay. start the day with one. And then right when the six hour mark hits, I'm going to take another one. Okay. So we'll What's a rib brace? Did they give you one? The do- No, the doctor didn't even give me one. He, he was basically <laughs> a cheap just ass. Like, he was basically just like, get out of here. <laughs> like it, I took x-rays and it was actually fractured. Oh, wow. But he didn't give me shit. I have 
my health insurance is Kaiser. I don't okay. Know if that's, I don't know. They're kind of like a one-stop shop. But is there a Kaiser Urgent Care? Yeah. Okay. It was open. There was no one in there. That's good. It was like, yeah, I was like seeing right away because they knew should, I was in pain. We um, should post your x-rays on the Patreon. Oh, would you guys <laughs> love to see that? You see this little like fractured bone. Um, I mean, it's Bravo tradition for something bad to happen on a boat. I know. So. We were talking about it too. I just can't believe that I had to go pee one more time and did that. Um, I'm surprised I didn't eat it. I went pee like three times. Oh really? Yeah. And you didn't. You didn't even I slip down those stairs. Ate it. Did you ever go up to the top deck? Yeah. Because that was a little scary. That was really scary, but you kind of just you can just push your body up against the stairs and like kind of <laughs> climb up so you wouldn't fall backwards. But yeah, those were definitely scary, and the yeah. boat was rocking. Oh yeah. So anyway, that's enough about my my pain journey. But before that boat trip the night before i actually had a, a little bit of fun because i went to tom tom oh yes um tell me more because riley invited me um because dj james kennedy announced he was going to be djing yeah and riley was like i know you've said 400 times that you do not want to return to a vanderpump establishment anytime soon but you're invited and i was like i'm so sorry i spiritually physically mentally and in every category of my being cannot go <laughs> i knew i knew that was the case but i just i had to do a cursory you know no, i appreciate just it to give you if for some reason you had this wild hair up your ass and you wanted to <laughs> sometimes come. that happens yeah i knew you could have had a wild hair but um well, i was never gonna go and i'm I'm going to be honest. I'm breaking news. I'm not probably going to go anywhere else where they're filming except one thing that you and I are going to. Yeah. But I'm just, it's just, I, I'm, it's not fun to predict the season and see what they're all doing and yeah. like try to guess the narrative of what's going on. Like that's yeah. not my enjoyment of the show. Right. If I was watching Sopranos, not to make this comparison, <laughs> but, and it was the height of the series and I was watching Tony get into his car and like, yell in a fight scene with Christopher, I would never want to know the spoiler alerts. Right. Like what are what are Christopher and Tony fighting about? What right. are you know what I mean? Yeah. That's just like not my enjoyment of the show. I want to be surprised. I want to watch it when it airs. Yeah. I want to party with them, but I don't want like anything spoiled and I'm not going to be like tracking every update of the season to see right. what they're doing. I feel like they Bravo um they posted a photo from that night and yeah. I feel like even their getting yes ahead of it on like keep because they want to keep people invested yes uh, you know post scandal leading into this new season which is probably a long ways off oh yeah I, I also think they're trying to trying to um get the views and uh you know monetary reap the rewards monetarily from people of them being the ones who are sharing these behind the scenes right. photos instead of like someone like me going there and like reporting on it or something like right. they want to be a part of this behind the scenes right. process too. Well, you guys were saying they were being very intense about people taking any photos or anything. They were shutting it down, right? Yeah. So it was, so I would have never gone to Tom Tom. I, I expected fully to take that Friday night off and just live my life, a, a life mm -hmm. independent from Vanderpump rules. But then James <laughs> Kennedy did that five second Instagram where he's like, Breaking news. I'm going to Tom Tom tonight right now and I'm performing a DJ set. Goodbye. Yeah. And then I texted it to Megan and Megan was like, I would like to go to this. And I said, okay, if you want to go to this, I know it would be fun. Let's do it. So we got dressed to the nines, <laughs> the best we've ever looked. 
we called up Lindsay. Yeah. I tried to get you there, but you said <laughs> absolutely not. We got our friend Rachel and we went there and I'll say it was about half as fun as the nights that we've currently been having. Okay. I think because they are filming, they were in such all work business. mode. Yeah. Also, the fact that James Kennedy um, uh, Instagram that and made a horde of people come, it made Tom Tom completely intolerable. Mm-hmm. It was packed to the gills. You couldn't even move. Yeah. But I think the reason he did that was because he knew they were all having a scene at Tom Tom, like whatever narratively they're all going to have scenes there. And he didn't want to just be performing to a crowd of 15 people or whoever would have been there on a Friday night. It would have been, it would could have been packed, but it, also, I think he was worried that his Tom Tom performance could have looked like a full blown flop on camera. Mm-hmm. So he just wanted to gather, you know, 150 people yeah. to come there or was however it many people. The similar playlist to the Pride. Yes. Or no, not Pride. Um, <laughs> I'm the both them times I've seen him. Yeah. yeah. No, the Sir, it was the exact same playlist. And then the first time I saw him four months ago, or no, like two months ago, when Sir, like the first time I saw him perform, it's the same playlist every time. Yeah. He plays The Killers. He plays Feel the Rain on Your Skin. Yeah. He plays Top Man. He plays Don't Nobody Got Me Feeling Like I'm Feeling You. Yeah. So it's very, it's the, it's the hits. And I'm not saying that it's boring or whatever, because I'm sure it's a good new experience or whatever, but I just don't need to see James Kennedy perform anymore for a while. I yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I We're, feel the same. Yeah. Um, and I am interested in seeing the lead up of um, Ariana agreeing to go to tom tom again me too on because this, yeah. like at the reunion remember she basically said you know she was borderline saying she was going to cut ties with lisa and like we'll never go to tom tom again and then the very first filming location is tom tom yeah exactly um it's so there are like just i guess for the for the scoop or whatever there are two scenes that we know were filmed besides all of them like entering tom tom like they, they got all their entrances Lisa and Lala had a full-blown 30-minute sit-down. Like, we were just in the room where they were having this sit-down. Like, I don't know what the hell they were talking about. Like, right. I, I don't, I, you know, I guess that's just speculating. Like, what the hell are Lisa and Lala talking about? I mean, it could be anything in the world. And then we saw Schwartz and Sheena's confrontation. Mm-hmm. They they had their, I, th- I think, Sheena coming to grips with what Schwartz's, you know, implication was in all of Scandaval or whatever. But then other than that, I don't know what other scenes they filmed, if Ariana's even in a scene or not, or if they're all just going to be like partying there, right. sort of like B-roll. Yeah, it was like people dancing on tabletops and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're exactly right. On the second day of filming already, Ariana has is going to a place of business with her ex-boyfriend. Right. So, kind of interesting. Could get interesting, yeah. I also, um, someone I know was on the Vanderpump Row uh last week and they posted a video of lisa walking in and i was like what was going on and she said it was ken and lisa having a serious conversation with schwartz okay so yeah that so that's a scene and then last night they were all at pump and pump officially closed right today i think pump is closed july 3rd wow so yeah they they all had a they were all filming they all said their goodbyes lisa had a speech okay saying pump has left the building or something long live pump. I don't know. I saw like a little clip of it time for the Treehouse restaurant. I know. I, I, I know. <laughs> I almost like, I, I guess I don't wish we were there, you know, obviously, cause it's just, <laughs> we're at our wits end, but, um, I do want to 
let them know what we have planned for that space. Yeah. It's going to be good for them. Should we send some merch to Villa Rosa? Yes, for sure. <laughs> do you know their address? I'm sure we could find that out pretty easily. Okay. What do you think? A large <laughs> t-shirt for Ken. Would yeah. he wear a large? He might be like a little medium, medium man. I wouldn't want him to shrink. But okay, yeah, a medium Ken and Lisa's Treehouse restaurant. They, they would love it. I think we should send it with like a Zodiac note. Yes. With, where that they, they have to decode. Like a cipher. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let's make the cipher kind of easy though. <laughs> okay. Where it's like. Like a child's menu at a restaurant. That's one of the little challenges on it. How about if it's just the <laughs> alphabet backwards? So where Z means A, okay. Y means B. Do you know, you know what I'm talking about? That sounds hard to me. <laughs> but let's just, let's give them that okay. cipher too. If there's too. a key. Yeah. Let's give okay. them X. This is easy. It's going to say X equals Z. And then it's going to say uh, opposite letters attract. And then the and then the letter will be written Z, X. You know what I'm talking about. And then yeah. Ken, will, Ken will solve that thing within uh, 10 minutes. Okay. Get Max and Pandy to help out. Um Rocio. And then he will once Rocio, yeah. And then once Ken solves it, Lisa will sort of, I think, um appreciate our craftiness. Does she like sort of like ciphers and codes? <laughs> I could see her doing like a sudo so how do you Su- say it? Sudoku. Sudoku. Yeah. yeah. You think she's still in her Sudoku era? It feels like that sort of passed on. Did she do it? Yeah. She, was she a did Sudoku freak. She no. said that? No, that'd be so funny. <laughs> Lisa and Sudoku. I believed you. I don't know if she plays any games. I don't. Couldn't you see them doing the crossword in the garden? Totally. You think she has a crossword? Yeah, she is sort of a crafty like wordsmith. Like with wearing her little bedazzled peeper glasses. Oh my gosh! But she never talks about it. The New York Times crossword puzzle. Maybe. I think she's like Yolanda. She likes to have fun, but she doesn't play games. <laughs> right. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, that tagline. <laughs> it's it's also fun how Yolanda said it. How did she say it? She goes, "I like to have fun, but I don't play games." And she gets really serious, like. <laughs> Because Yolanda didn't take any shit. No. She actually was um, a good, uh, I don't know. What neutral. To, yeah, neutral like force. she kept people yes. to their word. Yeah, she was She'd serious. She'd like, say it to their face then. Yeah. Or, you know, why are you being mean like that or she whatever. Was, yeah, she was great on Beverly Hills. She, yeah. They needed her there to yeah. keep the keep it in check. But um, um, I think you're right. I mean, we send the Ken and Lisa's Treehouse Restaurant shirt to them. That'll get the idea in their head that we are taking over the space. Yeah. And um, yeah, so, but to, to, in the Tom Tom story, it just wasn't, I don't think it was fun to be witnessing the show actually being filmed. Mm-hmm. I'd rather party with them like a James's pool party right. or like some actual event where they can have fun because they were in full-blown work mode. They're like, we're here to have scenes. We're being performative on purpose because we know that we're just surrounded by fans. Right. Also, it I kind know. of it does it, it does take away from the reality aspect a little bit when you watch yeah. them like sit down, perform a scene, stand up, and then like re sit down to get like a different angle. Yeah, it's just like I don't. Yeah, I don't want to see how the sausage is made like that. Yeah, I still and the crowd is going like go Ari, go Ari, yeah. go Ari, and I'm like, what reality is this? You know go what I mean? Go Ari, go Ari. <laughs> yeah, and then and they're standing up like. St- it's, it's really meta or fourth wall breaking. Like yeah. Lala is having a sit down with Lisa and feeling you 
by Lala <laughs> and James is playing in the background while she's having a conversation right. and they're like singing to the Uber One oh, right. song and stuff. It's yeah. like there's just too much meta stuff totally. going on here. Yeah. Also, I don't like that now in Contemporary Housewives and Vanderpump now, any scene they have in public, if you just look in the background for one second, every single person is looking th- at them and filming them. Right. It's just like they can't go anywhere where it's just yeah. a normal It's like the Sex in the City movie when like in the background there's just hordes of fans watching oh and can you see it yeah if you look for far back enough you know they locked up as far as they could but if you look to the back and then that that scene where she like throws the flowers at yeah uh, big that like was spoiled yeah they pretended that it was a dream sequence they tried to say that and I chose to believe them. Uh, I think they maybe even filmed some fake out stuff yeah. to confuse people. Does she have a lot of dreams in that show? <laughs> no. Yeah, see. <laughs> so like, you know, like, but anyway, I mean, they had to do that. They had to say that. Yeah. They kept Big's death kind of a good secret. Yeah. Did that, was it a total shock? I'm trying to remember. I thought it was. It was, right? I knew he was going to die because I don't I don't watch Sex and City that much, but the way they like they had their final conversation be really sentimental and sweet, and he was like, "My heart hurts, but I'm going to really go <laughs> nuts on this exercise bike while you're gone." They like really really they made all of their scenes too sentimental to where it it did feel like mm-hmm. something big was coming. Yeah, something big. Oh. What? Cuz his <laughs> Oh right, his name is Big. His real name is John. Yeah. And what's his last name? John Preston. Oh, okay. But they kept that yeah. a secret the entire time. Yeah, they reveal on the finale. I thought the Sex and the City movie one was good. The first one. It's really good. Like, yeah, felt up to par with the quality that I had come to expect. Yeah, because it was uh, filmed so shortly after the end of the show that it was essentially just an additional season all yeah. combined. Yeah, it was good. It, it had that Sex and the City feel. Well, I wanted to say one thing we didn't talk about last week that I completely forgot to talk about is that 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 confirmed Vanderpump Rules spinoff that we um, didn't even mention. Yeah, we were, I guess, just overwhelmed with everything we had to talk about that we didn't talk about this huge news item. Were we having too much fun last week? I guess so. I mean, we went three hours. What were we talking about? (laughs) That IMDb stuff? (laughs) Little did you know. Now I'm on drugs. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we were talking... Yeah, you're right. We were talking about drugs. The DEA minute. Yeah, that was The... I don't know we were rambling um but okay so is there a title confirmed or it's just a valley i think well spin-off? i keep saying it's gonna be called jackson Brittany take um <laughs> sherman oaks or sherman something. oaks because i think they are okay my theory is that they're actively trying to get as many former cast members as they can so i i know they're trying to get stassi and Bo. Right. i know they're trying to get Kristen. Kristen's going to agree to it but i feel like if it's just Jackson, Brittany. I mean, how do you, okay. So say it's just Jackson, Brittany and Kristen. I feel like right now they're circling the wagons. They're trying to get everybody they can. And they're, yeah. so they're not like locking anything in and the title will be dependent on who the cast is. Yeah. But if it's just Jackson, Brittany and Kristen, what the hell is going to happen? That would be super weird. And if it's family based, um, you know, no offense to Kristen, live your life. Uh, I am also a woman not married and with no children but if that's the conceit of the show is that it's like slowing down in the valley but she's still like dating i mean i know she has a boyfriend but 
it just does i don't know what the narrative there is yeah if it right i assume what they would want is for jackson Brittany, stassi and Bo, like raising kids yes. in a post vanderpump world and trying to escape that narrative yeah yeah so it really is dependent i think on the cast they can get I don't think Stassi and Bo will come back to a show that's geared around Jackson and Brittany unless yeah. they had equal billing and it was more like, but, but it's so silly to me to have a spinoff. That's just the fired cast <laughs> from Vanderpump rules. Just basically it's like admitting they made a mistake, letting them all go and right. then just like creating a full show around them instead of just bringing that talent back to Vanderpump rules. Right. Yeah, I mean, when we, Stassi on one of the various podcasts uh, was saying that it sounds like she would never go back to Vanderpump Rules, but she did say she was interested in some iteration that wasn't as toxic or whatever, and they were like, would you let Hartford on? And she said, it depends on the show. Yeah. So, but yeah, we we know that she doesn't really fuck with Jackson Brittany anymore, so... I mean that would be good, you know that that totally. could potentially be good. But why, like, why, why would we watch a show that just has four of the cast members that we used to love on Vanderpump Rules and just see what they're doing on their own? Like, would there be crossover? Like, would Schwartz have to come over every day right. and like, be like this bridge between the two shows? Right. And the main reason I wanted Jax and Brittany back is because I want to see Jax confront everyone and like try to lord over everyone, especially Sandoval, yeah. and like see how he interacts in the new dynamics post scandal and on his own spinoff there's not going to be a lot of incentive for people to go back and forth for him right. to have did you see that video yes. i don't that what event he was at where he's yes. like don't you worry i'll say what needs to be said and i'm like in under what circumstances people, what are you talking about people were saying Jax is back on vanderpump rules but they he's were, not no they've confirmed he's not back <laughs> and i think I, I really think that he can he's not allowed to go back on Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. I think there's too much bad blood between him and Lisa when he had yeah. his coke-fueled rant against Lisa in the end of season eight when he was saying that this is my show and look right. how amazing I've been. And yeah, then he yeah. called her a cardboard cutout on the reunions and all this yeah. like, shit towards Lisa. I think that Lisa doesn't want Jax back. Yeah. They're, they're in a bad place. Yeah. But then, I mean, that would be so great then if they did come back. Yeah. For him to have to like bow down to Lisa again. I wonder, do you think that they would do it where if they do greenlight this Valley show, that they'll do it spinoff style where it bleeds in the way that Vanderpump Rules began off the heels of uh, Beverly Hills. Uh, yes. You know, like where there's the Vanderpump premiere and then Schwartz like drives to like a barbecue at Jackson Britney's yes. and it just begins. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, was, that's a good scenario. I was also thinking like Sandoval on this season. It's like, I have to have a talk with Jax. And then you see Jax come in, <laughs> you know, and they have this huge emotional sit down or whatever. Then Jax goes, okay, now I got to go. And he like drives his Okay, Corvette. let's get started. Yeah. And then he drives <laughs> off and then we're like, whoa, we're seeing it from his point of view. Yeah. Yours probably makes more sense. Schwartz is definitely <laughs> going to be the bridge between these two shows he's just they're gonna use and abuse him yeah. as needed um what's like does sheena fuck with uh britney and Jax or not really yeah so sheena is still good friends with Jax and britney lala is still good friends with Jax and britney okay. schwartz is still good friends Kristen obviously loves them so i think 
and you know, and I think Ariana hypothetically likes Jax and Brittany now, you know, even <laughs> though she never really fucked with Jax, like yeah, during his time on the show. So he's good with everybody. I'm just worried that they tested this with that 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 watch along show, and uh-huh. I guess that got good ratings. So Peacock was like, okay, there's an audience for Jax and Brittany, but I think that they're not really considering what that show would be like with just Jax right. and Brittany and Kristen. They've got a lot of thinking to do. I wish they would ask us. <laughs> I would help them. I mean, it's kind of a baffling scenario. It's kind of hard to figure out with the TBD pieces. Because, um, yeah, if they could get Stassi, that would be great. But I think it's going to be called Jax Loves Brittany. Okay. <laughs> what would it be called if Stassi was in it? Vanderpump Babies? <laughs> like Muppet Babies? Yeah. Maybe. I don't think it should have Vanderpump in it. I think that's the one piece of the title they want out. Right. It was going to be called Valley Rules when it was going to be Stassi okay. originally. So maybe they're just re-upping that Original dream pitch. spinoff when it was going to be Max and Brett were supposed to take over Vanderpump Rules. And <laughs> then and then Stassi and Jax and everybody and Sandoval, I think we're going to move on to that, that Valley Rules. Valley spin-off. Rules. I don't okay. think Valley Rules is that good of a title though. Yeah, it doesn't say much. It also sucks because both the words and Vanderpump rules like aren't great. If you want to separate from Lisa, you can't have the Vanderpump, which is the most right iconic part of it. And then rules never really made sense. I know. I sometimes because um, you know how the sign at Sir says Sir rules. Yeah, I've always wondered. I'm like, so we get it. Vanderpump rules. The roost. She's the queen. She rules over. No, I thought it was these, these people, are the rules. That but she, also, <laughs> is it both? I think it's like follow Vanderpump's rules. Neither really makes sense why it was t- called. It's kind of weird, right? Vanderpump rules over her staff. Yeah. Or are they abiding by? It's a title now that's so iconic. I, that feel I don't like even it's think kind of both. It. Vanderpump has rules to live by, and that's what you <laughs> you follow. Like. They're always getting in trouble breaking yeah, Lisa's her, rules. Has anyone asked Lisa what, <laughs> or anyone at Bravo, Alex Baskin or whatever, what the title actually means? Yeah. I wonder if there's like a Reddit thread about this. Because yeah, then the neon sign says, Sir Rules. And it's like, does that just mean like, Sir Rules? Yeah. We didn't even mention the third <laughs> way that this Vanderpump could be construed. Rules. <laughs> She's awesome. O'Doyle Rules. <laughs> Vanderpump is awesome. She rules. I don't know. We don't. We don't know what the hell Vanderpump. Why it's called that? But this spinoff, I feel like, like fifteen years in, we're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I have no clue what that means. I think this spinoff. I mean, I'll watch it till the day I die in reruns yeah. in perpetuity. But I, I until they figure out that cast, and if it's just Jax, Brittany, and Kristen, I don't know what the hell is going to be going on. What if it's Christina Kelly? You, so you think she has all a the, baby like, now. Okay, so but, I mean, we would she's be, so boring. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but it's interesting because during our rewatch, it's clear that she was very much in the mix at the beginning. Like, it felt like she was as much on the table as anyone else. Yeah. And then, did you watch that video? Uh, I was watching it last night on TikTok. The uh, what was it? The it was kind of a behind the scenes. I don't know what it was from, but it had the original relationship chart and oh, everything. Yeah. And Andy was kind of, he was like, was Katie even on the first season? It like was he rude. was throwing shade. Yeah, it was rude. I, I, I saw that clip. Yeah. 
How was Christina Kelly tied in? Um, she wasn't really mentioned in that, actually, so maybe I'm wrong. Oh, but okay. watching it, you feel like she had as much of a chance as anyone, similar to Peter. Yeah. Oh, you know oh, what I oh, mean? Oh, totally. Like, she could have been a cast member. Like, she was as much of Stassi's sidekick yeah. as anyone. Yeah, when we were watching season two, it's like they gave Christina Kelly a lot of opportunity to, like, yeah. shine. She just chose, you know not to shine as much as some of the other cast members yeah but really I mean, shining just means she at least used to be bitchy yeah now she's like nothing yeah remember she apologized to sheena about <laughs> how she acted when she was at her wedding do you remember yeah. that so i guess to put a pin in this vanderpump spinoff talk um you know i'm worried about it i don't think it makes much sense and also i feel like they would be trying to draw from the Vanderpump well as often as they could to where Mm -hmm. by the third or fourth episode, Jax is going to be like, hey, Lala, do you want to hang out, please? (laughs) Like, we're having a house party. Yeah. They're going to try to get so much runoff from Vanderpump because the show itself, I don't think, will have much legs to exist on its own. What if it's a spinoff with Conover and Catania trying to help Jax get his money back from Randall? Okay. Uh, Yeah. The answer is yes. First of all, if I had a stamp that said green light and I was a Bravo executive, I would say yes. But so this would be Jackson, Brittany are just clients. Jax is a client of the spinoff that we already created. And they can hire Bo Deedle to get dirt on Rand to blackmail him to give back the 75k so is this this is in addition to the Vanderpump Rules spinoff or this is probably what they should do. That's the plot line. Well, that would be good, but both of these shows could exist. Yeah, Jax they could, could say they could be covered in different ways. Yeah. So Jack says, "Hey, I am finally going to get my what was it, sixty grand? Or it wasn't six hundred grand. I think it was like seventy five thousand or something. Seventy five thousand dollars. Man, Jax is owed that money. So he goes, <laughs> "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the two best lawyers I know. Yeah, Conover and Catania. Or did we decide it's Catania and Conover? Um, Which has a better ring to it? I think Conover and Catania is better. Yeah, Conover and Catania, and he goes, "These are the two best legal minds." And then they he puts the case on them, and then they hire Bo Deedle to get some Randall dirt. Yeah. <sighs> okay. And yeah. he could interview Lala for some of the dirt, and uh, Randall's ex-wife. What do you think? Yeah, Randall's ex-wife. Exactly. What do you think, Lala's? This is just a side note, but just because you brought up Lala. What do you think Lala's journey is going to be this season? Because she really made yeah. Scandaval her journey. Yeah. She took, we've already said this, but she took 70% of the energy of rage from Scandaval, even though she was not really involved. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, it, and she's definitely made it, it's been a powerful uh, monetary um, provider yeah. to her personally. Do you think it'll be all about her continuing to hook up with the Don? You know, obviously that's what I want. Um, (laughs) I have not heard if she's still in a relationship with the Don or not. But I'm just wondering if if Lala is like... Because now it's... Now she even has let like Scandaval will have this. This whole season is going to be obviously the runoff from Scandaval, right? But I'm wondering like what Lala's position is going to be post Scandaval because it's like how how can she make that a storyline? Right. It's not like at least you know Katie and Ariana have something about her that's their thing that they're doing now. Yeah. And then Schwartz is directly affected by the aftermath. Oh yes, I mean Schwartz has a lot to do. Lala. Yeah. Is it just family? 
That's yeah, kind of just her thing. Yeah, I guess so. And her Randall stuff got so overshadowed by Scandal. That's true. She wasn't even she wasn't even allowed to show us anything that happened. Do you think she's thing. still not allowed to? I don't know. It's possible. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, but I think she'll be protected by her and Sheena's bond. Yeah. Keeps her in the mix yeah, even sure. more. And her yeah, her dynamic with Brock and Sheena is pretty great. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't even know what season 11 is, is like going to be like, I like know. All, obviously all they're going to be talking about is Scandival and then, Oh yeah, we didn't even mention, but uh, Sandoval is a week late to filming because he's on a Fox show called the world's toughest men in the world. <laughs> and it, 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 it co- I, I guess it was scheduled so that there was a week. Um, what does it call a conflict, a uh-huh. huge conflict. So he basically had to beg Bravo to let him continue to be on this Fox show. So Fox is just pulling reality talent from Bravo, yeah. it seems, because they're trying to like build up their reality. That's network. not even the same um, cinematic universe. No, right? they a- have as no... the other one. Like, um, it's not. It would make more sense if Fox and Bravo were sister networks, no. but they're not. So I think Fox just wants to have its own reality world, and they're doing a lot of like competition reality. Yeah. But they're pulling from the best talent in the world, Bravo. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's why Schwartz was on Stars and Mars. Now this is the world tough, the world's toughest <laughs> men in the world. I'm just picturing the Louis Beach video, like oh, we I- mentioned earlier, but uh, Sandoval having to just climb monkey bars and do weird stuff like that you think he is strong right i mean he's in good shape but yeah. he got pretty thin through his depressive era but we'll see yeah i can't imagine how strong he is <laughs> do you think he's strong strongest man in the world yeah i don't know if he's the strongest man in the world i mean brock should be on oh yeah brock i is would so, like to see that brock is so strong <laughs> he's like huge oh my god he if he beat me up like I can't even picture that right now because my back hurts so bad. Oh my God, don't even. But I feel like he would just completely annihilate me if we were in like a bar brawl. Totally. I mean, yeah, I I would just, I wouldn't want to watch if, if I would just say, please don't beat me up. Yeah. It would be, I would look like a coward. Do you think him or Jason Momoa would win? Jason Momoa seems slightly scrappier than Brock a little bit because you were already telling me remember that bar brawl that he got in where his yeah he got smashed in the face with a uh what Coors Light yeah and that's he has an iconic eyebrow scar I I don't know I mean it would be like (laughs) um well you don't know Game of Thrones but it would be like a huge battle between those two well isn't Jason Momoa on Game of Thrones yes he played yeah he (laughs) portrays this man called um I don't remember. Danny isn't he like a rapist or something? He rapes her, unfortunately, on their first <laughs> wedding night. She's a fourteen-year-old girl, and she was the blonde sold to him. Daenerys. Okay. She was sold to him for like some kind of you know like what they did in back like in the a medieval dowry days. Or it's whatever. all true. Game of Thrones <laughs> is based on a true story, so it's a lot of true stuff. That's and so sad. He unfortunately, yeah, he. Well, I don't want to even <laughs> say it. Yeah, he, he without her consent. He made love to her, and apparently, and this is, I'm sorry for the Game of Thrones minute, but apparently George R. R. Martin, in the book, he made it consensual. Oh. He was like, she was really attracted to, um, I really want to find He's like a barbarian or yeah, something. A, yeah, so, so George R. R. Martin, this 
he's a total freak. George R. R. Martin <laughs> is one of the. I love how he looks. He, <laughs> when I think of him, I smile. Yeah, he is so fun, but he's a little freak. He wears that railroad conductor hat. He's one of the biggest <laughs> freaks. I mean, he writes these sexually explicit stuff. He's just. And he gets, he's already said it. He gets so horny when he writes some of this stuff, <laughs> but he made it consensual to where Daenerys loves Drogo. His name's Drogo. Oh yeah. Cal Drogo. Cal Drogo. Okay. How'd you know his name was Cal? I don't know. It's cool that he gave him Calvin, like short for Cal <laughs> Drogo. Anyway, she's in the book. It's like the first chapter. He goes, he started tweaking her nipples. Oh my God. And, and then she started to get really attracted to Cal Drogo because he was hot. You read the books? I read the first one. Okay. He's hot as hell. And then she goes, so I fully bent over and let him have his way with me and we fucked till the <laughs> early morning light and he made it this beautiful thing and then when the game of thrones show came out david benioff and david i'm sorry to ramble so much but benioff and they Weiss, went woke they made it non-consensual <laughs> no, no no but then people go why would you make this beautiful consensual sex scene in the book and make it rape in the first oh. episode she's she's being raped by Keldrogo and benioff and weiss in this book i read they were like Hey, sorry to like dis or sorry to like make you guys think about this or whatever. But in no way in the world were we going to show a scene where a fourteen-year-old girl gets slowed off or you know sold to this man, and then on their <laughs> first <intuit>. night, <laughs> she has beautiful. She's like, you know what? Living. They I'm thought down. their view was actually more realistic. Their, right. Which it Certainly. was. But people criticize them of being like, oh, sex torture. You're making this like. You know, you're trying to add rape for salaciousness, and they're okay. like, "No, we're trying to be more accurate." Which okay. how this probably was. So, to answer your question, yeah, Jason Momoa <laughs> would beat the shit. No, I don't know. I mean, it'd be a brawl, totally. And I would just it I depends would, on the stakes, I guess. Also, and if we were there, I mean, I would try to be talking them down. I would say, oh, guys, I would don't fight. Want to see that? Um, and I, I've we've had the I think we've had the Rome minute before, but uh, as I've said. Uh, celebrity spotlight yeah celebrity spotlight minute um instead of going to tom tom on friday night i watched rome i'm re-watching me and jimmy are re-watching rome great show so good. um and jimmy was at whole foods yesterday and he saw lucius verinus um i'm blanking on the actor kevin mckid kevin mckid that's yeah. his name yeah he's amazing and he's for other people that don't watch rome he's also on gray's anatomy um but jimmy said he's jacked oh Buff like as hell. Ripped. So he was Kevin like, he's Mc huge. Oh my god. So if Kevin McKidd was at that brawl between Brock, I Sheena's Brock and we could call him in. Cal Drogo. But it's like you don't really think of that because when him and Titus Pulo side by side, Pulo is so much bigger, which RIP our beautiful angel. Yeah. Oh, Pulo was a beast. Love him. Remember has Cleopatra already entered the <laughs> stage in season one? Yeah. Has Polo already met Cleopatra? Yes. I was thinking of that scene while you were talking about the Cal Droga scene. I was, my brain was like thinking of the other Cleopatra, <laughs> the one I just watched. Cleopatra was like, She's a little freak. She, Dude, her and... She uh, was like, send someone in to fuck me right now. And then um, Lucius Verinus is too moral because he has a wife, so yes. he won't do it. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I, ha I know someone that can uh, help you out. And then they just <laughs> cut to Polo having the most ravenous sex with Cleopatra. It is amazing. And it's implied that Caesar's baby is yeah. Polo's baby. It's a little bit, as Jimmy said, uh, the show becomes a little bit... Forrest Gumpian in that yeah. they just put our favorite characters in every aspect of famous history, but I love it. That's my favorite type of fiction. <laughs> I love a historical account, but with that fictional narrative that ties into the the history. So you get to learn lessons about history, but it gets to be fun from right. the drama. It's like 
Hercules and Xena vibes. <laughs> yes. I never watched that, but I can totally imagine. Uh, but better. But yeah. Like, actually good. Well, what, what, who's the guy who ends up having sex? Who's Caesar's right-hand man who's awesome? Who's always naked Mark and Anthony? having sex? Mark Antony. Mark yeah. Antony. Oh, my God. The vibes with Cleopatra <laughs> and Mark Antony? I mean, not to spoil. Yeah. They haven't met each We're other. Yeah. not there You're yet. You're not in season two, but you've I seen it will, before. I've seen it before. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I fell asleep uh, on Friday night or Saturday night. We were watching the finale, and Jimmy was like, you missed the whole thing. Caesar died. I was like, spoiler. <laughs> For real, the Ides of March, right? Yeah. And that's also, they. okay, wait, wait, sorry, we're spoiling Rome. Well, just know Caesar Caesar dies in this because it's the Caesar era of Rome or whatever, but Rome is so good, you have to watch it. But if you don't want a spoiler, just fast forward 15 to 30 seconds right now because I'm just going to say one thing. 15 to 30 minutes. (laughs) But they make uh, Kevin McKidd, Lucius Verinus, the fact that he wasn't there to guard Caesar because he got stopped by someone. Oh, no, no, no. No, he gets told by like one of those little rats that, that his wife is like, Oh, right. Had, his wife had uh, sex with someone while he's gone. <laughs> so Lu- Lucius isn't there to protect Caesar. So if Lucius had been there, Caesar would not have been. <laughs> it wouldn't killed. have gone down like it's, that. It's so iconic. Yeah. It's so good. You got to watch Rome. But are we talking about Rome right now? <laughs> Or are we talking about Real Housewives of Atlanta? <laughs> Which, honestly, uh, I guess there's a lot of Greco-Roman um, historically uh, details on Atlanta. For instance, you have Phaedra and Apollo, who are from Athens, Georgia. Right. And they're both named after Greek gods. I love and it. goddesses, right? <laughs> Is Phaedra a Greek goddess? Maybe. Yeah. And then Apollo, we know. Yeah. That's got to be one of the Greek gods <laughs> that everybody knows. Unfortunately, their relationship did not end well, but no. I just love that they're also from Athens. It just is a great. Me too. I love that visual. too. And I loved. Okay. Well, let's explain to our beautiful little turtle cuties for one second. Just a little bit of, you know, housekeeping on the podcast. But yeah. we're going to enter our Atlanta era, which is eight episodes in. We're halfway through yeah. the Atlanta season. But because. Scandaball was such a big burning bright light. Amy and I didn't have time to do our due diligence and really have the Orange County, you know, time. We we, we started it, but after the fact. Yeah. And Atlanta is a wonderful, beautiful franchise that I've always loved. Yeah. The fact that it's just on and we weren't talking about it is a travesty. <laughs> yeah, we just I mean our episodes were already heading towards three hours with Vanderpump only. Yeah. So now that we have the time, we can start splicing in Orange County and Atlanta. Um, And as we said, this week we're recording a little bit early because of our vacation plans. Uh, So we will be, this is being recorded before the new episode of Orange County. So we'll have to touch on that next week. Yes. But we are up to date on Atlanta. But the future of Turtle Time, I know you guys are like, you're listening and you're like, they're in their flop era. They're in their flop era. (laughs) Vanderpump is over. Well, rest assured, we our episodes are going to start to be like when we were doing the Summer House Minute, the OC Minute, Vanderpump Rules. Whatever's the most engaging is going to be our biggest chunk, but we're going to cover Orange County, Atlanta, Crappy Lake. Yeah. I'm going to get, you know, we're going to be talking about that. I hope it's good. <laughs> I think, I mean, again, we keep questioning how much we can trust Andy, but Andy said he L O L's at crappy Lake. But is there, has he ever <laughs> said a season as it is approaching? Has he ever said, I don't know. I think it's in his flop era. He didn't, I guess he didn't specifically say Atlanta is very good this season. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm curious to see. Um, I, I do enjoy the shows a little more once I dig back in to watch consciously for us to talk about. But I've been watching Atlanta just because it's on Sunday nights. I watch it very casually. Yeah. And so I had to do speed watch of all the first eight episodes yeah. so that we could talk about it because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able yes. to know what I'm talking about if I don't rewatch them. So um, I'm curious to see how fired up we get. Yeah. So we're dipping into our Atlanta era. This is going to be a discussion about the first eight episodes, which we watched. You have to say we watched <laughs> them. But then so we can be a part of Atlanta era. I mean, who knows? This Atlanta era, this could be so good and we just wouldn't have covered it. So this is sort of our dipping into the pool of Atlanta mid-season sort of recap. Yeah. And then next week when Turtle Time is on a normal schedule, it's going to be OC Atlanta. And we're going to keep churning this shit out <laughs> with every new bravo show that that you know yeah i think so yeah next week uh is the last week left before the roni and crappy lake era that starts right next week yeah. or is it literally next I, week? i think crappy lake is like july 6th and i think uh, isn't that like well, in like three days or something oh i wish i hate looking up stuff on my phone when we're actively <laughs> recording but it's very soon they're both early they're July. within the next well, two weeks yeah roni premiere is is like oh man i can't even is find it the it. 15th i think it or is the 13th or so something? we're we only have a flop era for not that much longer because i can't wait to talk about roni yeah anyway for sure okay um but yeah bear with us uh as we you know in venture onto these new topics but we will continue on the vanderpump gossip as yes. we can yeah vanderpump is just always going to be a, a little thread that we pull you know anytime we get new updates did we do you think we gave enough vanderpump rules <laughs> shit up front to then transition towards atlanta i think so okay should we do uh an ad break before yeah. we go are into gonna, the atlanta minute yeah are you gonna go to the bathroom yes Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, 47 minutes is very good for us, but I feel bad for our listeners. But just <laughs> I have two things I have to say. I'm on hydrocodone, Norco, yes. right? And you could I showed you the pill bottle, right? No, you didn't. Oh, OK. I'll show you my pills, but you can't take one. <laughs> and then um, so anyway, I'm on pills and we are in a transition because it's the holiday weekend, but we still wanted to give you little turtle cutie something. So just bear with us. If we have a bad episode, just say. I know Riley and Amy in the future will do good. I know them and I trust them, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to let Amy go to the bathroom. And we'll talk to you soon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
All right. What? I'm uh, fresh off the toilet. I received a link while I was taking a certified turtle Amy, piss. Amy was pissing. This is real. <laughs> Amy went in. She pissed for seven seconds. And then this happened right now. Kyle Richards and Mauricio Umansky have, quote, separated after 27 years of marriage. Parentheses exclusive on people.com. Whoa. People's official. Yeah. They've been married since 1996. Um, People confirms. uh, Let's see. Kyle and Mauricio have been separated for a while now, but are still living under the same roof. They remain amicable as they figure out what's next for them and their family. Whew. Okay. So for context, this has been, you know, this rumor has been circulating because Kyle is normally very effusive with how she posts about... um, uh, Mauricio, she's very, very flattering of him. She'll post him all the time. She'll tag him. She'll say, you're the best husband I've ever had in my entire life. I never will meet someone like you again. They have a very... I mean, no one's ever loved a husband more than Kyle loves Mauricio. Yeah. And this... It's been a trickle in terms of how she's been honoring him. So people have started to speculate that uh, Kyle and Mauricio are no longer doing good at the very least. Yeah. And so it's it's been for the last like two or three weeks, I'd say, people have been speculating about this. Maybe a month. Yeah. Um, people have already started to do TikTok, speculate, talk about it, and then that is the official news. They have separated. Not That's divorced. such a major bummer. Yeah. Did you uh, say divorced? No. Is okay. it separated? Okay. But that can't be good. No, not on here. Was that just, it? was it just like the, that one paragraph? Yeah, a lot of it is just, the rest of it's kind of just context about um, their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, the divorce news comes not long after Mauricio shut down rumors that his relationship was on the rocks after his wife was photographed without her wedding ring. Quote, we're not getting divorced, Umansky insisted on an early April episode of Telly, Teddy Mellencamp's uh, and Tamara Judge's podcast, Two T's in a Pod. Whoa. So um, they're not filming Beverly Hills now, right? The season has ended? Are, because they were in well, Aspen. Yeah, were they filming at that Aspen? Kyle and Kim and... Uh, oh, okay. Their wedding. Yeah, okay. they were uh, in Aspen for a wedding, but that wasn't, I don't think, for the show. But they were filming a while ago, so maybe they are done. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering if they are sort of scandal esque filming things yeah, right now. Like scandal broke in March. When yeah. scandal broke in March, they had to take the crew from Beverly Hills to film that weekend. Oh. And there was no crew. Okay. And Beverly Hills was filming, so they borrowed the crew. Oh, okay. So so Beverly Hills as of March third, uh, Maria March first was filming. Um, yeah, if was, you didn't hear that, uh, Megan yeah. was informing us that um, when uh, Scandaval needed cameras up on short notice, they stole the crew from Beverly yep. Hills. So, yeah, okay. We're really, this is the uh, the war room right now. Yeah. We're, you're just hearing this for the first time. Yeah, so they're probably wrapped. But then what was all this, like, What what is all the, the, the Kyle, Kim, Kathy, like, drinking tequila and, and stuff what, at, at Kent? Kimasabi, what's that place called? Yeah, Kimasabi. They were all up there for um, Kim's daughter's wedding. But okay, so that was just filmed by people. That wasn't. That was just. Yeah, filmed I think by it the, was just social media. Like but event. also, uh, uh, Kyle is apparently sober uh, as of this year. 
that's part of what she says her transformation is, is that she's sober. When did she say that? Recently. I think she's like six months sober, she said. So, and I think that's part of why there's the rumors that she's hanging out with that country singer who's a hot woman covered in tats. And everyone thinks that she's on a lesbian journey, um, which who knows, but I think part of it could be a sobriety journey. Okay. Like that's someone in maybe. So, did, did, uh, Kyle admit that she had, a. uh, toxic relationship with alcohol or was she getting to the point where she was drinking too many drinking too much i don't from i don't even know where she was talking about this i heard it secondhand from you know a blog or a pod or something but it sounded more she was taking the health angle okay um because she looks great and everyone keeps accusing her of being on a zempic um which you know I feel like any single person on earth who has lost any weight in the past two years, I'm like, is that big? <laughs> I, well, especially housewives. I mean, I think, well, for sure. I think, um, Dolores is the one who just said specifically, Everybody. she said every single person who you think is on Ozempic in the real housewives franchises is, is on Ozempic. Yeah. Um, but then I was watching Emily Simpson was on Jeff Lewis's podcast and she was very forthright and said, cause she looks you know, she looks different lately. She said she got a breast reduction and lipo on her arms. And she said that she was thrilled with the result. She looks great. But I'm like, so I'm like, I guess if you're not on Ozempic, then you have to reveal what you did instead. Right. Okay. So she's, (laughs) she's saying she wasn't on Ozempic. I think so. Okay. Well, um, so you, we talked about maybe addressing this rumor right before and we didn't talk about it. Right. (laughs) No, we forgot. And and then you said, right. And then you said it would be such a, you know, a bummer to find that out for you. Like it's sad to talk about now. It's confirmed. Like, how how do you feel? I'm sad. They're, they're one of those couples where it's like, if they can't make it work, then what hope do the rest of us have? But they had a great 27 years is a really long time. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. Like, what if Ken and Lisa got divorced? Yeah, if Ken and Lisa got divorced, I guess I'm just, I guess uh, I'm a child of divorce. You're not a child of divorce? No. Okay. But I maybe that would have been the right way to go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So th- <laughs> your, your parents are in a loveless marriage. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so for me, the the idea that any couple can break apart at any time uh, is always there for me. So even if you said Ken and Lisa's divorce, I don't know. I guess I don't Ken know. Ken is too old, though. No, no, no. I know. Don't leave Ken on his own right now. <laughs> Lisa, please don't divorce him. That's <laughs> horrible. I know you never would. But I don't know why. I, I guess I just didn't fully think Mauricio and Kyle were always, like, just so goals. I mean, despite the longevity of it, I always felt, I mean, Kyle loves Mauricio yeah. more than You any- thought it was one-sided? You thought he would never emotionally fulfill her like Allison Dubois said? Oh Allison is just took a huge <laughs> vape of the biggest rip of a vape cloud right now because her predictions 27 or no what, 17 <laughs> years later was was right. Wait, but she said that Mauricio would never emotionally fulfill Kyle. Right. I, do you think it was this was Kyle's choice? Well, I don't know. I mean, there were always rumors that Mauricio was fucking around. That's yeah. been going on for a long but that time. Is, that is every single housewife. That's true. Um, remember that time that husband. Lisa came over to their house 
and they were saying that Mauricio had taken Portia out for the day and Lisa was like is that the younger woman he's been spotted with and she was like I'm going to kill you please don't say that in front of my kids and also (laughs) when Lisa made Brandy bring that that people magazine or whatever right tabloid on that trip so that they would bring up the room took it to the grave she was like she would not admit it yeah I don't think um I don't I don't know why I don't think Mauricio's cheating. I just like don't think he did. I think if if it's so, you know, I think any marriage is hard. Yeah. But any marriage in the spotlight for this long and the totally. things they encounter as two extremely famous, extremely wealthy people, I can't even imagine. Right. Mm-hmm. Plus like I think empty nesting can't I mean I know they're not they don't have a fully empty nest, but I feel like so much of their dynamic for so long was having a bustling house of kids. Yes. So it, I'm sure, was a shock now that they're all older. Yeah. Is everyone out of the house? No, Portia's still like in high school, okay. but I think she's the last one. Yeah. I mean, Kyle is as famous and wealthy, you know, as she's ever been. Like, she's never, she's been on the show. Beverly Hills the entire time she's she could be considered the the lead of that show right for sure it it, it sort of revolves around Kyle Beverly Hills is my town right she has said it (laughs) uh Mauricio now is not only one of the richest men in the world from his what real estate uh company that he started after he splintered off from the Hilton thing (laughs) yeah he so now he's you know so rich and then he got his own spinoff with his daughters on uh, Netflix. You oh, know? right. It's I like, never watched that. Me neither. It's called Mauricio and His Little Daughters. <laughs> and it's a show where he's training... What who, What are his daughters' names? Alexia. Alexia and... Does Pharaoh work for him? Pharaoh, I think so. And there's one more. So it's basically well. selling Sunset with Mauricio as those two twin boys that run Selling Sunset. <laughs> who are those guys' names? The Oppenheims. Yeah. It's basically him. The Oppenheim. Talk about Netflix and their flop era. All they can do is just steal talent. Don't get me started. Netflix is, you know, Netflix (laughs) just had to start licensing HBO shows because their content's such a flop that they're just buying shows from HBO now to run on their show. Losers. I I mean, on their whatever that's called. Netflix, they're such losers. I'm so sorry if you work for Netflix. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry if you work there just because they're probably emotionally abusing you. Yeah, they're awful there. But anyway, (laughs) um, so okay well i mean yeah that's just i always loved them i always loved their love i loved i i don't think they ever should have moved out of that house the one that they let sutton live in yeah why i think they should have stayed there was no reason to move it was their forever home in my opinion but they were rich as hell and they had to get a bigger house but why because like their family was winding down and then they immediately got robbed at the new house i know but we'll know this soon but once you get really rich like when you and I are really rich, you start Turn to, into a monster. Yeah. The things that you have grown accustomed to, you start to just want more and more and it's never enough. And so like, I'm kind of bummed that you and I are going to start that journey when we become really <laughs> rich, but also I do want to be really, really, you know, rich. Okay. You don't? <laughs> well, I'm scared of this warning of us becoming craven i know we are going to become i don't know you just have to keep it in check a little bit but you are going to want more and more like your your first it'll be like your car you'll be like okay i'm not exactly (laughs) satisfied with my car and then you'll just want you know more and more stuff i just got my car detailed so i'm feeling pretty good how much was it well the thing is i splurge because i 
needed i got the headlights restored because they were yellow Mm -hmm. you know how that happens the plastic gets nasty the plastic on the headlights hazy okay yeah yeah, so it was more it was three hundred dollars total because i added that on does your car look but it looks amazing fantastic do you mind if i after we finish this can i go take <laughs> if a little you can peek make at your it car? up there Ooh, uh, <laughs> I'm, well i'll take one more hydrocodone <laughs> and then i'm gonna definitely look at your car yeah it's sparkling because uh, I, I like my car it's a 2007 oh. vw rabbit baby uh, does it still get you around like crazy oh yeah she's a little speedster she's got kick she's german that's awesome do you ever do any tricks in her <laughs> Tokyo Drift. Yeah, like because I because I did hear a squealing <laughs> up my street, and then you arrived. Were you Tokyo drifting on my street? I was. You, I like, Tokyo drifted off the one ten. That's all, <laughs> and you just kept spinning <laughs> till you got to my place. Uh, and, but yeah, I don't. Uh, so what? You, I don't want a new car. Okay. Well, I want to be rich, but I I know actually I would break <laughs> the curse of the rich, and I would not be so maniacal with getting more and more. Okay. You wouldn't get a PJ? I would never get a private jet. Okay. All I would do is upgrade my living circumstances so that maybe I lived in a slightly bigger place. Mm-hmm. I would get George a gold collar. <laughs> I would get Archie a gold vest. Like Gucci? Gucci. He'd be Gucci <laughs> down to the floor from... Drip? To, yeah. Dripped out from nose to toes. Snout to <laughs> That just hurt my back. From snout to gout. From snout to gout, he's completely dripped uh, out of his I don't ass. want him to get too Gucci big for bags. his britches either. My George Michael is getting a Gucci drip. I'm going to start doing Gucci poop bags where I, they're one-time use disposable. And that's it. I'm splurging okay. on my boys, getting a new house, getting a new car, getting an air purifier so it collects the dust out of my house, and then that's it. I think you could do that now if you wanted. Air purifier is like 200 but yeah, I'm going to okay. get one of those. Um, but yeah. Um, so what is this? This is an end of an era, 27 definitely. years. Definitely. Do you think that Lisa's going to text her? Yeah. You do? Yeah, she's going to say, hi, Kyle. It's <gasps> Not you know, goodbye, Kyle? Yes, as a sort of to comment on the most quotable <laughs> line that Ken ever said. And then I think so. I think Lisa and Kyle need to repair that bridge. They're, you know, bridge, who was saying, um, Andy asked someone, I forget the other night, uh, someone was saying, do you think, uh, Lisa and Kyle can ever repair? And I forget who it was, but they said no. And Andy said, I don't think so either. Wow. But Lisa is the biggest grudge holder. Right. I mean, I, I love her so but much. But don't you think, I mean, it's like they spent so much time together. I feel like a divorce is on par with like a death. You know what I mean? Like if there's, God forbid, some sort of a tragedy in the Umansky family, I feel like Lisa would send flowers or something, don't you think? My impression of Lisa is 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 the you're dead to me vibe. That's so sad. I, I think that, I think she is a grudge holder. I mean... She, it, I don't. I, my my best idea for Lisa would be, oh yeah, like she would send a text. She might. I don't think their relationship was that awful. It was just the fact that Kyle started to talk shit about Lisa and admit about those that radar online shit. You know the right. Lucy Goosey Apple Juicy <laughs> so dog. Stupid. And what a so dumb st- end. It, it was so stupid, but Kyle really like started to betray Lisa. You know, or or Lisa felt in her betrayed. mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like with uh, Bethany and Jill when Bobby died. Oh yeah. 
Bethany was there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I don't like. I guess my just relationship to Beverly Hills, like, I don't know. I, I've, I just think it's for me personally, it's been in such a flop era, and I think I always suspect divorce. So maybe that's why I'm not so rattled by this. Um, I don't know. But, Do you think she'll get to keep the La Quinta house? Yeah, because she loves that house. She yeah. Loves it more. And, Mauricio has access to all the houses in the world. He, you know, yeah. he's like he's a real estate guy, so yeah. he's not gonna he's not gonna take that from her. I wonder. I bet they still have the old house. I wonder. It would be cute if she moved back there. Which one? Oh yeah, the one. Yeah, right, back. right. That Sutton like lit on fire for a yeah. day. That was so <laughs> wild that Sutton did that. Um, do you think? I mean, this isn't gonna have the the aftershocks of Scandaval, right? Because it's just no. a normal like. It just happens, even though it's like unless sad. there's some crazy detail revealed about why it happened. And we're assuming none of this is going to be captured this season. We might see some cracks in the foundation. Maybe. What if it was? It turns out that Kyle had sex with Rob Minkoff, the director of The Lion King. Crystal's husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was like, Rob invited. Uh, them over for a movie in his theater to watch the new version of Lion King, the John Favreau edition. <laughs> he said, "Isn't my Lion King version so much better?" And Crystal fell asleep and she's snoring in the back row. It's the new uh, and, Drive. Yeah, and Kyle said, "Do you mind if I sit closer to you so I can share some popcorn with you?" And then Rob said, "Sure, of course." And then he started to grab the popcorn, but they touched hands and said, and it sent chills through both of them that they never knew were there. And then Rob said. Kyle, I can't stop thinking about you. Do you mind if I give you a kiss? And Crystal's <laughs> snoring the entire time in the back. <laughs> she needs a CPAP machine. What's wrong with her? Do I've... people who snore need CPAPs immediately? Um, It's a big sign. Oh, it is? Yeah. You don't snore? No. Wow, you're so lucky. Does Jimmy? <laughs> um, He wears mouth strips. Oh, they help? Um, And then he won't. Have you heard of those people that tape their mouth shuts when they're asleep? That's what I meant. Oh, oh, he... He puts a he puts a thing over his mouth yeah. so he doesn't scream. Yeah, <laughs> the silence of the lambs. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. it really works. But, but you I, sleep better because you're when you're breathing out of your mouth, like that's why you're snoring. Okay. So if you stop that process, then. But I have like allergies to where my nose sometimes is not at its hundred percent breathing <laughs> capacity. So, so if you I, would choke. Yeah, if I shut my. <laughs> mouth with a tape you know like yeah. electrical tape i would <laughs> my nose wouldn't be i would be worried it couldn't do it justice. you should go get it blasted out what's that like get your nose out my, sprayed out oh where, where could i do that i don't know go to dr nassif yeah okay bam yeah, both my parents use cpap they do <laughs> yeah so what is it it hooks you up to a machine that breathes for you <laughs> yeah it like gives you air okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try my best to avoid that for a certain <laughs> you know for a long time but you know no no shame on anybody who has to use those, but I just don't want to add that to my life. Yeah, think, it's cumbersome. Um, not right now, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I will say um, oh, <laughs> I'm perpetually shocked that Rob Minkoff swept Crystal off her feet. Whenever they show a photo, he's wearing like a fedora. They're always having like a Casablanca party. He's the definition of a nerd. Yes. Do you think Crystal is so much cooler than him? I don't know about cooler, but younger and hotter. You don't think Rob's hot? <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> I 
So I... You I'll, do? I think Rob is hot as hell. I and mean, he's rich. If you're talking about house husbands on Beverly Hills, <laughs> he's hotter than PK. He's hotter than... Who else is on there? <laughs> he's hotter than Tom Girardi to me. Yeah. I, I just don't like how no Tom No orphans Gir- or widows. Who? No orphans or widows in uh, Minkoff's closet. Oh, right, right. And then <laughs> Harry Kathy- Hamlin. Oh, Harry's hot as hell. <laughs> Do you think Harry's hotter than Mauricio or you think Mauricio still gets that crown? I think Mauricio's hotter. Um, I love Harry Hamlin, but he is sort of having that aging process that a lot of men have, like similar to Paul McCartney or other men where they start to look like um, old older lesbians okay yeah and so just yeah i guess for describe what you mean like a feminine quality so harry's like starting to look feathered like hair with like the glasses and i feel like he wears like a scarf do you think it's it's when you try to retain elements of your youth and you continue it past a certain point is that what yeah, it is plus probably waning testosterone so do you <laughs> think paul mccartney looks currently now like an older lesbian yes okay and also Her- dana carvey kind of looks like that too okay and, yeah all right well so <laughs> i guess for the listener just picture those two people and let us know if you agree that that's what they look like they're always wearing like a leather jacket like yeah. a fashion jacket yeah it's so it is sort of like retaining elements of your like when you thought you looked the best and for sometimes it's like longer hair and like yeah some stuff Ringo Starr doesn't look like that <laughs> no he he kept the beard he still dyes his hair I think definitely right yeah because there's no way that man <laughs> still has dark brown um a beard and save an earring yeah of course it's Ringo <laughs> goddamn star all right well all right I, let's say I mean basically you know Atlanta's it's okay well let's end this episode no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> well um you, you let's let's just talk about general thoughts of Atlanta, right? Yeah. Let's and I'm going to take a hydrocodone. Well, actually, I'll wait till after this is over. <laughs> okay. But um, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. how? Okay, I'll ask you first. Getting into our Atlanta era, we've never talked about it ever. Not yeah. even off, Mike. What are your thoughts about Real Housewives of Atlanta overall? Like period. Period. I mean, I love it. I think it's definitely one of the strongest cities. Um, I think it's also historically been the highest rated yes. um, overall. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's one of the OGs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's given us so many stars. Obviously, Nini was one of the biggest Housewives breakouts we've ever had. Yes. Um, like a shooting star to the moon. Yeah. She's so funny, although I feel like it got a little toxic towards the end. But historically, yeah. she's so funny. Yes. Um. I love it. I rewatched it during COVID basically all the way through. Um, and it's very strong. Yes. Like percentage wise, it stays strong for a very long time. Yeah. I fully agree with everything you said. Um, after Real Housewives of New York, I think Atlanta is my second favorite Housewives franchise. Okay. I think it has been consistently good for almost as long as Roni, where it's yeah. like 10 perfect seasons yeah which is long for a housewives franchise yeah to me beverly hills got in its flop era after like season six or whatever mm-hmm. 
Um, OC has some real low lows and high highs. It's not as consistently good. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a solid B minus the entire way uh-huh. with some A thrown in there. Atlanta is like A plus God level <laughs> to where season nine in season 10, I think that's the rape gate stuff with oh, right. Portia and Candy. That's the wildest the stuff I've dungeon. ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. That's the wildest stuff I've ever seen. I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying like dramatically, that's like the Shocking. wildest thing I think I've ever seen Shocking. in Housewives history. Yeah. And that was, they were 10 years in at that yeah. point. I also think Atlanta and New York rival each other in their goofiness. Yes. They're kooky. Yes. The, there are characters and it's just very absurd at times. Yeah. They're and also, they're so like they're so funny. Like yeah. you said, Kenya, Marlo, <laughs> Candy, Phaedra. Uh, Phaedra. They're like they're like Makes all me laugh ten so out much. of ten. So even when they're not doing something fun or just out to brunch and like nothing is happening, they're just so engaging. Those the core six or whatever, but now, you know, yeah. it's like the core four. They're just so good that you can almost watch them do anything. Because yeah. they're just so funny with each other. They have such a good rapport. And also, they can be mean to each other with it not ending a friendship. It's just par for the course. Yeah. Like on Beverly Hills, if Erica Jane said something mean to Kyle, it'd be like three weeks of like talking about it. Where <laughs> right. Kenya can just shade Sheree and they just get over <laughs> it in two seconds. So yeah. It's like, that's just like how they interact. Which yeah. Is fun. Um, on, uh, I think it was one episode ago, um, Kenya was calling Marlo a bottom rung bitch. Yes. Yeah. That was at that Gucci brunch. <laughs> I'm just like bottom rung. Yeah. I, yeah. Bottom rung. Yeah. It's yeah. So I think it's very good. I think that even bad Atlanta to me is more enjoyable than like the OC stuff that we're watching now, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But I get, I'll just say overall this cast, I think they're missing one cast member or two cast members that is like a new star Mm -hmm. that that can sort of shake up the the current cast rankings because kenya and candy and sheree and trey is like you know coming back yeah she's like new to it they've had candy has really like owned this show for so long and marlo is coming in sort of as like a wrecking ball and like shaking things up a little bit. But I think they just need like one more new star. Like when Kenya and Portia came on, they were like, they're amazing. Yeah. They were the best thing that ever happened to it. And I feel like the friends of that they have now are like really flopping. Yeah. And Sonya is great, but she's a good neutral balance. Yeah. She's like a Dolores. Yes. She's great. You need people like that. The bridge, the gap, they can have scenes with both They're She's just like optimistic, nice, peppy fun actually i like her home life a lot yeah i love the jamaican uh flair it's a fun uh touch yeah um what would you do if they brought back kim so i think kim um i think i hated kim's exit off atlanta i thought it was awful i thought that bravo like should almost write her off completely yeah she just she she basically quit yeah is that when she just like walked off she said she didn't want to do a trip she made up some lie about how the trip like they had worked the whole trip production wise around her schedule and then right. she said she like couldn't fly she wanted to do tardy or what's her show yeah don't be tardy for the party yeah um she loved croy she was happy she was in her blissful era and she was tired of being on Atlanta. another bombshell divorce oh we have we even talked about that? I don't know. This is like what what are we in is Mercury love real? Is, yeah. No, are we like bra- yeah, the Bravo universe is like shattering right now. But um so I think 
I like I've never hated anything more than when Croy was like shoving the camera person like oh yeah that was scary someone he knows i'm sure and has worked with i know because he doesn't seem like a bad guy so it was crazy yeah i always thought croy was so nice and sweet i was like why the hell is croy bierman acting this way to production yeah people who are paid to work on this show and made your wife a star yeah you're like pushing his camera like screaming saying fuck you like i thought that was awful so she left in disgrace and then since then like on the appearances that she's had back i don't think she brings it anymore she's no she her. acts um it's always what happens with the major stars is they get so high and mighty that they don't think they have to participate on the same level as everyone else yeah and it's like well that's not fun to watch yeah and so i think she flopped on her comebacks i think she flopped so hard that like she wasn't asked back now they're having but her own. maybe if she's like brought to her knees because of this financial and legal situation if she really got broken down and really needed it, maybe it could be interesting. I mean, it would be interesting. I mean, Kim is like Kim's tone. She's such an oddity. She's such a like, like, uh, I don't know, loose cannon, <laughs> like a total like screwball yeah. in atmosphere that was good in the early seasons of Atlanta when they didn't know what the show was. I can't really imagine Kim's energy with this established cast. Just right. Like, being with them in every scene like imagine a kim and sonya scene <laughs> yeah like she she would definitely be like like drew would definitely cozy up to kim and like try to be best <laughs> friends with kim you know to secure some like storylines or whatever but i can't get past my brain so her name is drew sedora yeah and um my brain is just like drew sedora like drew sedora. her whole first name is drew sedora drew sedora yeah so <laughs> i I, I I guess I guess to answer your question, I think Kim could possibly be good, but she is such a relic of an older, early time. It'd yeah. be like if Alex McCord was cast on. Well, Roni's not a good example, but imagine like who was an early season two person on Beverly Hills that like would just seem. Well, I know. I guess it, I, I keep using Roni. It'd be like <laughs> if Jill came back. Yeah. Jill is just of a time, and it just. I don't think her energy would work well in a new right. housewives environment. And they were fired for a reason. I mean, yeah. I guess Kim wasn't. Yeah. But, um, well, it, she's isn't, wasn't there a sneak peek that she is going to be, they're having some sort of a reunion lunch yeah. on the next week's episode with all the season one yeah. OGs like Lisa Wu. Yeah. And, but why are they one? doing that? I don't know. It's very, that's why it makes me feel like they want a little taste to see, you know? Yeah. It was, it's Lisa Wu, um, Deshaun. Yeah. Who was a one season wonder. I yeah. Believe, I think I'm so. Correct. And then Kim and Sheree, who's like the bridge between them or whatever. I, yeah. I feel like Atlanta's in a transitionary period. Um, I like this cast, but they are missing uh, one element or maybe two people to sort of just shake things up and make it just slightly more fun. Because it's sort of running on fumes a little bit, even though I like everything I, I see. Yeah, Marlo is like a one woman wrecking ball right now <laughs> she's really taking the brunt of all of the drama yeah marlo's an interesting figure i can never quite make up my opinion of her yeah i have good feelings towards her and a lot of the time when the drama goes against her i feel bad because i feel like she's messy almost against her own will yeah like, like she, just she can't, can't help, help herself, but it yeah. doesn't feel particularly vicious. Right. You know, and everyone this, um, you know, in the past two newest episodes, it's come up where 
she's not allowed to say anything without everyone being like, well, you're the one that slashed that woman and went to jail or whatever. And it's kind of sad yeah. that that always comes up. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think... I just feel like she's had a really hard oh, for life. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I personally love Marlo. I think yeah. she's so funny. I am so glad she's a cast member. I don't know if she's the second coming of like someone who could be responsible for like ushering an amazing new era right. of Atlanta. Well, yeah, just because she finally got a peach. She's not new. Yeah, she's, she's not been new. around she's forever. Been, but I, I love her. But I feel like she is making it her mission this season to take Candy down. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and so Candy versus Marlo I, in this and this, this current, you know, storyline that's happening. I think that Marlo, the thing she said about Candy and the implication that Candy was somehow should be taken to task for this shooting of, right. of Marlo's nephew. I, I don't, I think knowing Candy, obviously that's like, that's going to be a deal breaker to where almost like Candy will probably never film with you again. Yeah. Also, I don't know if it was the right approach to take and I don't know if it was fully dramatically warranted. I don't right. know if Marlo well, actually it's like outdated. Was, yeah. Well, that's the weird thing. I, I was, I didn't realize that this had happened so long ago yeah, until they did that recap like yeah. they did the starting in 2011 through now, which really clarified because I thought it was recently. That was actually so great that they did that recap to see yeah. their whole history. Because it turns out that they did already talk about it and Candy actually was sweet and yes. compassionate about it when they had that very yes. first conversation. So I was like, oh, yeah. because without seeing that clip, you are kind of like Candy is being cold, like yeah. what's going on. But then you realize it was three years ago. Yes, totally. So that there's that. There's also the text messages Candy read where Marlo said, this happened, blah, blah, blah. Candy goes, I'm so sorry that happened. And then two days later, Marlo goes, hey, are you going to come to my event? At she blah, said, blah, blah. join Cameo. Use yeah, oh, my oh, link. Oh, yeah, it's even worse. <laughs> I was trying to give Marlo credit. Yeah, join Cameo. Okay, I'm so glad you remembered. Yeah. So it's like, okay. And then she says that she got triggered by this new shooting, and that's why she's bringing this up. Right. But that's just knowing how Housewives drama works. That yeah. does seem a very convenient link to try to bring this back. Right. Well, and then also, why did Drew bring it up? Drew, but well, then there was the semantics of uh, calling it an incident versus calling it a shooting, which Drew could have just been like, yeah, I don't know. I just call it an incident, whatever. But then she tried to bring it. She's like, in our community, we don't say the word shooting. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Like not true. Like, <laughs> like saying the word shooting ushers in an era of shooting completely like yeah she tried to she just didn't want to say the word shooting because she didn't know if how candy would receive that right. but that definitely needed to be talked about this season that mm-hmm. that candy's cousin was shot outside of blaze steakhouse right. like that was pretty wild to, yeah, yeah i was getting confused because there was the blaze thing but then the other uh marlo's nephew worked at olg but that shooting wasn't at olg right it was in the apartment chef and i think he it was like covid so he wasn't working there yeah marlo feels like he should be treated like a you know a current employee i did feel like um the show like the editing held up both sides where they weren't really throwing either of them under the bus because uh, they showed all the when Marlo was like, "You've met him." There are photos of you guys at a holiday party. They showed all the photos, so yeah. you're like, he, "She knew him, or yeah. she'd met him at least." Yeah. And then um, when they were accusing Marlo of being violent, they pointed out that her hands were behind her back, oh, yeah, right, which right. she then clarified. She was like, "Whenever people start accusing me of like 
being threatening i keep my hands behind my back yeah. so that there's no way they can think that and i'm like that's so sad I know. that you have to act that way like to yeah. you know defend yourself from what people assume you're yeah. capable of but i will say i love candy i always have but she's getting fired up this season and yeah. i'm like can you chill why are you letting these people get you so pissed off well i Okay, so one instance, the uh, incident that I know you're talking about, I don't, I, I don't think she needed to be at a ten. But the Marlo thing, Marlo is basically saying, not only did a shooting happen at Blaze, it, or and you're bringing it up on, you know, on camera, which yeah. Candy's least favorite thing in the world is you affecting her business. Yeah, we, we know that. So Marlo is, is talking about a shooting that they're in a legal, you know, battle over whatever. It's in the courtroom or whatever. So she doesn't want anybody to talk about that. It's fine that Marlo brings it up because it's like, you know, Marlo is doing that, you know, dramatically and she's also mad at Candy or whatever. Um, oh, what was I saying? <laughs> yeah, uh, the, you think she deserved oh, to be oh, fired oh, up I about it. That, oh, yeah. And then the implication that, that yeah, that Candy didn't do enough for Marlo and that she's also bringing this this uh this shooting up I just think that that is like Candy's biggest triggers it's really throwing her name in the mud I mean not to yeah. the level of sex dungeon but it's <laughs> like it really really makes Candy look horrible to say that she didn't wasn't compassionate about somebody dying and that the shooting happened you know at her restaurant right, right. talk about that like to make yeah. it seem like it's an unsafe environment it did feel though to me like I think all the mediators kept trying like Sonia keep kept trying and uh Sheree kept trying they could sense that there was a bridge to be gapped you yeah. know like yeah. it all felt like a stupid I mean Marlo obviously this is a storyline thing for sure which is annoying uh but it sounds like it could have just been like a heart to heart could have closed the topic of just like marlo could be like i really care about you and i just didn't feel like you understood how hard it was and blah 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 and i think there you know because then um Candy broke down to Sonia about how her brother died when she was 15. She cried. And I'm like, not to play that card, but this is the candy we like to see. But I'm like, the vulnerability can solve everything. Yeah, I think so. I I, I just think that... (laughs) Like, if she was just like, that really is offensive to me because I've dealt with stuff in my life like this and it's really hard for me to talk about. And so I don't want you to be throwing this in with yeah. you know it's really hard for me to deal with and i hope you understand that yeah rather than just being like i'll choke you bitch <laughs> yeah totally 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 yeah definitely yeah i just think marlo made her so mad and i think that there are repercussions and i i think it's understandable if candy doesn't want to be is mad at marlo for bringing something like this up and also trying sure. to make a storyline of her not being compassionate to someone who died and talking about how unsafe. But then you're watching like Sheree's uh, confessional and she's like, you don't know if you're going to go to old lady gang and get oh biscuits God. or bullets. Oh my like, God. When Candy sees that, she probably just saw it right now. Like Sheree is out for yeah. a year. I mean, I also loved that moment where Sheree and Candy go to like a park bench to yeah. squash their beef about her talking shit about she by Sheree. And then Sheree goes, I didn't post on social media when I brought a t- party of 12 to OLG and it took us three hours to get our food. And then when it came, you guys were out of everything. I didn't post that. Right, and she's saying it right then. Right <laughs> and now then she everyone. goes, 
and I bought clothes at your boutique and you can only wash them once because they're so shittily made. Yeah. And Candy's like, well, they're not my brand. We sell other brands. And she's like, but it's your business. And she's like, well, at least you can buy our yeah. clothes. You can't find she by Charade. Exactly. So I think the reason why Candy is at a 10 is because I think a lot of people's storylines, I wish there was a better way to say that because it sounds so fake. A lot of people's uh, instincts this season are to come for Candy. Courtney was like a low-level version of what the season is becoming. She's Courtney, a flop. She's such a flop. Oh my god, that's that's what I'm talking about. These friends of she's Moneta. giving major hangers on. She she started the season by claiming that Candy knew her and that Candy should know her and that actually Candy and Candy's just very legitimately. But it's like, like, why wouldn't you just if to me Candy is so above that conversation that just be like. Okay, girl, like, fine. I like, think it was how Courtney Courtney got pretty activated pretty quick. Yeah. And it was just like, when someone is that lame and is making <laughs> a storyline immediately, like, the minute she comes up to you is saying some drama she has with you. And Kenny, I would believe, does not know that person. Right. Has never heard of her before. I don't know her. Yeah. I really don't know her. And it's just, I think it's just annoying. And Candy got, you know, annoyed. I didn't think Candy was, was that, like, you know, blackout rage or whatever yeah. with Courtney Marlowe. It got to the, the right. point where it was, she was like crying. Candy's always a uh, don't start none. Won't be none. Yeah. That's yeah. what she says. Yeah, um, sure. Also, I just wanted to shout out that the first episode of the season had a good title. It was who gun check my new boo. Yes. Good title. Yeah. That was great. What has happened <laughs> to um, his name is Martel, right? Yeah. What has happened since Martel's introduction to now? I feel like he's, I feel like he was in a one, episode right. or at one the party first and... one was like all about him um also uh they have that it's a is it sonia's husband's 40th yes it's Ross. the harlem harlem Knights renaissance party which essentially is the atlanta version of a gatsby party let's be real when you yeah when i was watching it I was like, <laughs> another gatsby party i was like this is kind of fun because it's like, kind of like a boardwalk empire party that's true a you little know? more gangster yeah, yeah yeah a little bit of fun like that um yeah so what what did you think about that that the party yeah i mean i felt bad because i feel like she had to spend like a hundred grand to prove that she could throw a party because everyone was talking so much shit about her house party yeah and how that was sad they had to serve themselves and yeah but like why does every party have to be so top-notch wild i feel like they gave sonya so much shit for that i know they were like what was it they were like there's no bartenders there's no white meat chicken and the beef patties were really really dry <laughs> and they show a clip and kenya told the caterer right to his face that those oh, beef patties yeah. were dry that was sad um but did you also notice that her brother's name is riz no i don't think i know <laughs> it was like his nickname that's awesome i just um, learned what riz meant the other day it means you're you tell good us? At, it means you're good at picking up men and women you've got okay. the riz the riz i had seen it so much and normally i like to let language just die if i don't <laughs> know what it is and i never want to learn what it was but finally something made me check in put and it now on I know the what riz it means. did you know what that meant yeah what's isn't it short for like charisma oh oh that's i thought it was short for rizzo from <laughs> the rat uh yeah she called the rat in greece i thought it was because she pulls that one guy kaneki um, do you know Greece? Yeah. You know that what's that guy's name? Kinecki? Yeah, Kinicky. Kinicky. Yeah, when she pulls him, they were anyway. <laughs> I thought you meant Rizzo the rat from the Muppets. Oh, oh no. Is her name Rizzo in Greece? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, yeah, there are worse things I could do than go with a boy or yeah, two. That's a beautiful song. Even though the neighborhood thinks I'm trashy and no good. Yeah. I suppose oh. it could be true. I watched that at the um at the cemetery. That's fun. Yeah. I've seen I used to see it at the they used used to do what they do for sound and music with Grease and they had a Grease sing along for many years, but they don't do it anymore. Do you think just low attendance? I, it was always popping when we went. Yeah. But that know. Rizzo song is really good. It's probably the best, yeah. Um so yeah, I just kind of took notes all the way through yeah. of anything that's um interesting oh did you also notice that um court not did you notice <laughs> do you remember courtney was like i'm ralph's cousin yeah she's trying to find any way in yeah she did t- she she is so indicative of a flop friend of from her first minute because it's you're scrounging for drama yeah and first she thought she was going to come to a head with candy and get some drama runoff from that from being a part of a storyline where Candy says she doesn't know you, which is kind of sad. Like, why would yeah. you want to have a lame storyline like that where someone says they don't know you? And right. then they find out within five <laughs> minutes of talking to her that they're actually cousins. Right. And then Drew, then she's meeting Drew for the first time, and she's like, I'm Ralph's cousin. Drew's like, okay, wow, that's really <laughs> interesting. It just felt like such an inorganic friend of. Yeah. And then after that fight with Candy, I was like, I thought that was going to be a person who's in one scene who just tried to get some camera time and then the fact that she was actually a friend of and candy has to have further (laughs) scenes with this person that she hates right i i I just think that's why candy is frustrated right and now she's trying to play the um she's like super sympathetic towards marlo and is trying to help her clean up her record which i would be interested in someone else doing that i think that's interesting of marlo trying to turn over a new leaf and you know have a new life without her past coming up all the time but i was like why is this chick the one doing it it's kind of weird she's trying to sidle up to marlo it feels like yeah i think i think when she was planning what she would do this season it was that that you know the escape room was her i just think she's one of the most inorganic friends of i've ever seen yeah i'm just like what are you doing here you don't know any of these people it's not natural at all and you you fought with Candy the first minute. And now she has to like be in all these scenes with you. And right? She doesn't like you. I, I don't know. Yeah, totally. She's a flop completely. Um, do you think that Candy will achieve egot status in her lifetime? Well, I thought that she was like two away or one away. <laughs> she only has a Grammy. Okay. Right? Really? Yeah. I mean, I I want to see this journey, but I just I I did think she was maybe one letter closer than she actually was. Right. But she totally could. I think the secret is if you have a song, no, if you write a play yeah, that has a hit song, then you get a Tony and potentially an Oscar, right? Can you get an Oscar for a... a no, 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 no. Okay. But... There is a strategy to yeah. getting it. I mean, producing a play is definitely a way in. I think that's how John Legend egotted because he produced a play. Okay. Um, And I think he produced a song for the Oscar. It's like... The thing is, I think there's a little bit of, you know, debate on what counts as a real oh, EGOT so because if, if I think you would... should have to use your craft to get an yes. EGOT. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you should be act like performing. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise it feels a little bit like a loophole. Right. I mean, I would be fine with however I got the EGOT. <laughs> I was just going to say, do you think we'll get one? 
like in her life maybe <laughs> do you want one sure okay I was I was looking up who were EGOT people because I thought that maybe Trey Parker from South Park was one, <laughs> and he has a Tony obviously from Book of Mormon, uh-huh. an Emmy obviously yeah. from South Park. Uh, what's the G? A Grammy for songs that he's oh, written, nice. and then he's just missing he just the, Oscar the Oscar because they've been nominated for an Oscar, but he didn't get it. I think Phil Collins maybe they'll do won. honorary. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I just yeah. I mean, I I like her EGOT journey, and I totally th- if anybody could do it, it will be Candy. Totally. I just didn't know she. We might watch the whole process then. Yeah. Um, that would be fun. And then uh, during that uh, same conversation, they were talking about Mama Joyce showing her ass at BravoCon. Yeah. She literally showed her ass. <laughs> she pulled down her little pants. And, um, well, no- she said um, when Candy talks to her about BravoCon, um, one of the things that she has against Todd is that he goes to strip clubs. And she said... Um, Ain't nobody's ass at the strip club look as good as mine. Mama Joyce thinks she's hotter than any stripper in Atlanta. Well, it's true, but she doesn't have to tell Candy (laughs) and Todd that. Um, But yeah, Mama Joyce is honestly like my enemy. I have been enraged for so many years about that Candy will let her treat her that way or treat Todd that way. I think she was kind of able to... But barely no, she, in she, this. Yeah, she she gave her she gave it like a three out of ten. Yeah, she cannot confront. But in Mama the past, Joyce. it was like a one out of ten. Yeah, I know. She her Achilles heel in her life is being able to stand up to her mom. She she can't. Her do mom it. is a devil. It's her kryptonite. I know. <laughs> I am so. Uh, Megan also agrees that Mama Joyce is a full blown <laughs> evil spirit <laughs> that is trying to you know ruin the world or whatever. I do think. Her relationship with Todd is absolutely awful. Yeah. Like how she treats Todd. Todd's a good guy. He's one of the best guys. I'd say one of the best. He doesn't have a single red flag to him. And him and Candy have an amazing relationship. The fact that they met organically on production, that he already had this amazing job. Me too. I love their chemistry. I think they are one of the most iconic duos of all time. They have respect. The fact, and it's been, Mama Joyce, they have children together. Yeah. They've been together almost, what, 10 years? Married nine years. Nine years. They are, are in a, in, no matter what now, Mama Joyce should have relented and just accepted that this is the Candy's husband. But I think it's just something like, I think it's like, I think Mama Joyce wants more, I, I hate to say this, wants more control over Candy than Todd has. Yeah. And so she's jealous of anyone that gets Candy's time and affection because she wants all yeah. of the Candy runoff. It's that like she can codependency. Get. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. And Todd is a good sport. Oh my God. I I think that should be even more of a deal breaker to him. He must really love candy because I swear to God, I would walk out the door if my partner put like made me put up with that. I swear to God. Yeah, I know. And and (laughs) and the fact that this all stemmed from a Bravo con appearance where it was like, say three nice things about Todd. And she says, well, he's still short. It's like, how awful. And she said, um, that her dream for candy would be, um, to have a man that has a decent job I know. as if he's not always wheeling and dealing. Well, yeah, well first off, he had a good job before yeah. him, uh, before Candy and him met. He was yeah. a, he had a reliable, good job. Since then, he has only showed how proactive he is, how invested he is in all of his businesses. He's creating an empire yeah. with Candy. They're worldwide. They're, they're, yeah, they are killing it. What does Mama And that's Joyce part do? of like 
their attraction to each yeah. other obviously is their entrepreneurial spirit. Yes. So I think that Mama Joyce would not be happy with anyone Candy ever dated as long as it was someone that was taking Candy away from Mama Joyce. Yeah. It's just and it, it's sad that the daughters had to call her and tell her yeah. like Riley and uh, Kayla, his daughter, saw that online. Yeah. Like that sucks. Yeah, it's awful. And I and they're almost trying to say that it's like Mama Joyce thinks it's cute at this point or that it's like she's trying to be funny. And it's like it's not true. No. She like hates Todd. She's like, everything. he's not teaching your son how to take out the trash. Yeah. What did she say? She said that like uh, he's like a George Jefferson type yeah. now. And uh, Handy was like, literally, what are you talking about? I, I know. And then they show him getting in, in a mirror, just like putting on a hat and he's got a beard. It was literally from the last episode where he was going to the yeah. Harlem party. I will say I find, though, the Mama Joyce Todd divide to be one of the most <laughs> interesting things this season so far. Just because that has been such a long standing feud that has had no repair yeah i can't believe it is still going on right i know um yeah sh- uh, mama joy said that um that todd needs to lighten up <laughs> oh yeah like that he should be able to just like have her talk shit on him in every public forum anytime she is ever talking about him it should be negative and horrible yeah and she's like i guess we just disagree about what a good man is and candy's like well when whenever she's like what does she say she says something about what about what kind of guy you want or whatever? And Mama Joyce is like, when I get one. And she's like, yeah, when you get one. Yeah. Because you're impossible. But even when Candy, like you said, even when Candy made that decision to finally just say, Mama Joyce, this is like awful. And I, she's stunned that this is still going on. Her energy that she brought to it was just so deferential to her mom. Yeah. That I don't think Mama Joyce got the hint still. <laughs> she just can't clearly and definitively say, you're ruining you know, my relationship with Todd, it's ruining my relationship with you. And this has to change. She just can't say that. Yeah. No, it's fucked up. Um, I'm curious if they will go to counseling like they agreed. Cause I would like to see it. But <laughs> Candy yeah. was like, the counselor is going to need counseling. Yes. All of she's done with us. Right. All of the, all of, and then all of Candy and Todd's drama is just about how busy they are. Yeah. I mean, they're like the busiest people in the world. I know. Uh, Todd wants to he's written some movies and he yeah. wants Candy to produce them and yeah. she's basically like I literally don't have time but you know she has to he's put in a lot of work onto her empire yes I think she's got to do it vice versa For too sure. yep um okay I wrote down uh you don't watch Potomac I watched the, I watched it up until the season where Candace and um who got in a fight with Candace Monique who, Monique I watched that season until its end and then when they started getting dr wendy uh-huh. and they got that other person it was like two f- friend ofs that i thought were complete flops i was just like uh i'm taking a quick break from okay. this and then i haven't gone back to it okay I but you been... know candios oh, oh oh for sure so and i love chris. she did her uh, me too i was an early chris stand they tried <laughs> to give chris the creepy shane edit like shane from the oc where it's like this guy no we don't know what the hell is going on no, with this. they really tried to take him down recently oh, i don't right, know if you got me. that far but yeah. yeah they tried to make him out to be a total pervert and it was it d- so not it doesn't come off good no. yeah chris seems just nice you can't you he's can't, like a normal guy. You can't fake it like that to me that Chris is like some evil stinker. I just know <laughs> yeah. it. He's good. He's a cool guy. Um, although at one point she does reveal that he has a brown penis. Really? <laughs> Fully brown? I 
I think that's what she said. Wow. So now I have to think about that. Like Teresa's feet? Exactly. <laughs> we should post that picture. Yeah. Um, his, of his penis? <laughs> we're going to get banned. Oh, um, right, right, right. But, oh my gosh, right when I was going to bring it up, uh, we uh, have the TV playing in the background and it's the <laughs> Candace and Drew uh, yeah. dual performance that is uh, not as long as uh, Sonia's 400 meter right. race. So could we have a... Um, <laughs> If it doesn't happen organically, could we have a Drew minute? Sure. Just talking about Drew? Yeah. Okay. So. She's interesting. <laughs> okay. So Drew, Drew for me is on the show as a cringe, a cringe magnet. Uh-huh. She's, she is. A everything foil. She, a foil. Everything she does is. Wrong. Has a slight tinge of embarrassment to it. Yes. And I feel like that is why she's on the show. Yeah. And I can't think of another housewife where they're on because the producer just thinks that they are like in their flop era and it's, <laughs> they're they're embarrassing to watch like i guess sonia on yeah. new york but she has so much merit apart from being like right. flop and embarrassing she's and you, like has that pedigree that it's into eccentric yes you know yes. whereas drew you're just like are you just like a loser yeah like it just just a microcosm <laughs> of drew is when they her and ralph go to the rock climbing gym they go up and it's a date apparently and the rock climbing person <laughs> is like have you guys been here before and she goes no we've never been which is like okay you've never been on this date before you're just going somewhere random uh she's not dressed for it at all she flops so hard <laughs> up on those rocks she almost falls and like like runs into they had a to rock just like wheel her down from the top <laughs> and they did it for like one minute <laughs> it was like urkel vibes yes it, <laughs> <laughs> she came down after the worst rock climbing i've ever seen in my life like she almost got hurt like landed on her head on a rock she goes that was awesome and then they have this scene it's like drew that was not awesome you just flopped off those rocks and then in jamaica when she literally just did like a light jog she like snapped her ankle she had already done her jog and then she did a cute jog like for one minute away and then ruptures her achilles um i'll say though i'll say one pro which i haven't so I don't like Drew because I don't think she's like, she's not cool or fun. Like, I don't think right. she's cool. I would never hang out with Drew. I do sort of get that vicarious, like, okay, I get why the producers are showing her. She's cringe, so it's fun to watch. Like, when yeah. she does the 35-second performance or whatever, it's interesting to watch. I will say, though, I think Already Know, her song, I think it's kind of a banger. Okay. I think it Remind me how it goes. Um, <laughs> when we're switching position. You already know. I, I got to play it. it is, it's actually really good. It has a catchy uh, chorus. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to remember it well, more. It's because she's working with that producer, Rage. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's also <laughs> written and produced by Ralph Pittman. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So it's like, but co- he almost got written out of the video for not being ripped enough. But then when he took off his shirt, I mean, <laughs> he wasn't—he was pretty buff. Well, luckily the model didn't show, right? So he got to do yeah. it again. How do you think? What do you think about Ralph? He's scary. Yeah, he's cringe. I mean, I think the most interesting that's, thing that's ever happened in their storyline was a few seasons back when he fled to Florida and would never tell her yeah, why days. he went. Yeah. I think it was also interesting when he started to write a book about step parenting without the approval of Drew and didn't tell her he was doing it and then wanted her to write the foreword of a book that... Uh, but then, like, wouldn't adopt her son. Yes. That, yeah. It's, he, it was like, I put the step in step parenting or whatever. That, he's he, weird. He's, he's craven. Yeah. He, he's he's in it for the spotlight. On, the, on Drew's single, Drew Sedora, Already Know, it says 
produced entirely by Ralph Pittman Jr. in almost as big letters as Drew's. And I've seen so much single art in my life, <laughs> like art for a single. They never show the producers That's crazy. on it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he just wants a spotlight. Did you hear that on Watch What Happens Live that they were apparently they both the minute that Drew said she was filing for divorce, Ralph like got in his car and started <laughs> racing to the divorce house so that he could file before her. Oh my god. They the had divorce a literal house. <laughs> Did I say divorce? The house, house? of divorces. <laughs> speaking of divorce. Speaking of divorce, yeah. they went to the house of divorces and it was a full on race. They were both in Atlanta traffic racing as fast as you can get to who would be the first to file. Apparently there's some clout and merit to who files first. Right. So Ralph was an hour behind. Oh, wow. Unfortunately. That's I think she funny. Came, I think he had to bite her dust. Wow. She was like racing. I mean, I am relieved that they're getting divorced because yeah. the tension has always been there. And then the stuff with her sister was interesting. Yes. Of he, like, was, he was like. Yeah, he she was, got banned from the house. He was like, you know, things have been bad with me and your sister. I mean, yes, I'll admit it. I banned her for multiple <laughs> years when she said I was controlling. Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. He, he also, he um he showed his real self the first season with Drew, his gaslighting, awful self. He's treating yeah. her like shit. And he doesn't love oh, yeah. her. He doesn't like her. No. He treats her like shit. And then when he got the blowback, he, he did the full-blown second season, put a smile on my face. I am the most... um. Was like supportive husband in the world, no. but he's still trying to get his money from this. No, he creeps me out. Yeah, um, I don't like it. So I'm relieved that they're getting divorced. It's kind of nice watching this season, knowing where it will end. So do you feel like are you like me, where like Drew is like she's not awful to watch, like she's not. Yeah, it's like fine, uh, but I wouldn't be mad if they if yeah. she ushered out. For, well, first season, I was definitely like Drew is a flop. Do yeah. not bring her back. Like and. When she did like the dog bone prop, she's very performative. Yeah. You can't really trust her. I love when Marlo was in that car on the way calling <laughs> uh, um, Drew and then she just hangs up on her and just calls her a wannabe deranged actress and stuff. Like, just I'm like, why her. did you even call her? It was insane. Well, so that that's while we're on just that that moment, because for me, Marlo is flopping so hard this season just strategically. Yeah. Like, I know she's trying to. Be, she's trying to earn her peach whatever right. that means yeah and she needs going, an advisor she does she's going for candy and she's using such salacious a uh, salacious storyline that candy's never going to forgive her like i said almost in the phaedra territory yeah it's just when you say stuff about shooting and not mourning the dead that's like almost a race too far so i feel i felt so bad for marlo because she's going on this date which is also <laughs> a part of her storyline this blind yeah. blind date and she has no one to call yeah because Sheree is will not sacrifice her relationship with Kenya and um, Candy, so she's not yeah. going to defend Marlo. Kenya fucking hates Marlo. <laughs> now she lost Candy, so yeah. she's on this date, which is going to be a huge deal. Marlo hasn't been on a date on the show ever. I enjoyed also, the date though. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say I, I didn't. <laughs> I, I thought it was. I thought it cringe. Was so embarrassing. So Marlo <laughs> is on is ca calling Sonya to ask to talk about her date and she's like smiling and she's trying to be sweet about it and Sonya's like okay well have fun on your date and then she's like okay I didn't get what I wanted from that let me call Drew and then Drew, Drew clearly when she answers the phone is like what the fuck yeah and Drew is like <laughs> Drew is still reeling from that horrible conversation she had or fight she had with yeah. Milo where Milo said fuck you bitch <laughs> my nephew is dead yeah and so then she, Drew instead of giving Marlo the shine she wanted like being sweet with her about the date she 
goes in on her and says, hey, I haven't forgiven you for this was. So Marlo just has to hang up on her because that's not what she wanted from the scene. And she just has to go alone, yeah. sadly, to a blind date that really no one on the cast cares about. Yeah. That's kind of, that's a bummer. Yeah. But, you know, he was a 39-year-old hottie. Okay. So you liked that. You you liked him. <laughs> it was over the top. Yes. Uh, he bought her what appeared to be a $200 bouquet of roses. Yes. And I'm like... What's his deal? That's his restaurant they were at, apparently. Um, But um, I thought it was funny that as they were bonding, when he revealed that he had been imprisoned previously, she said, thank God we have something in common. I just love that she is relieved to find out that usually when you go on a a date with someone, you're not happy to find out they've been in prison. But the counter to that is I think so first of all she made fun of uh, the restaurant because she was going to a strip mall <laughs> yeah. she found out it was his Schwartz and so, Sandy's vibes yes so yeah, totally <laughs> totally the equivalent of Schwartz and Sandy's in Atlanta but he took her to to his restaurant which right. I would say honestly it's you're you're stunting it's cool but it's also you're advertising Promo. your business which I think is not good to do on a first date yeah. if you're trying to give off like you're here for the right reasons yeah also, you don't buy someone $200 worth of roses on the first date. I think that comes it's off. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. And he they they had they had energy to me, performative energy where they wanted this date to look iconic and yeah. Marlo was really hamming it up and he was really hamming <laughs> it up too. Like I hate the sexual innuendo talk with the prawns when they're talking <laughs> about giving head. Yeah, that was it, gross. It just it just to me embodies when you're trying to fake the energy of chemistry by talking about, I don't know, like making low brow sex humor and stuff. And I just, I could tell that Marlo and even with the, with the, Oh, I'm so glad you've been to jail because he won't um, think about my past or whatever. I think that was just to make him look, her look better that she went on a date with someone who, you know, had, um, you know, those charges against him so that it wouldn't look like it'd be embarrassing. It's like her owning it beforehand before like Sheree can get to her right and candy can get to her and kenya kenya is gonna have a fucking field day when she finds out right so. i mean he said he could say what she said that i may have a checkered past but my future is solid gold exactly and, and i think i think he's fine i i i think that he really... i don't think he'll be in the mix very long no. that was just like a borderline casted date yes so yeah. would you say she there was a little scale on the screen that um was changing depending on what information she got would you describe him as diva approved sugar daddy panty droppa oh okay or poor okay he 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 went way past the poor thing for me I mean, oh wow no 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 you know no, like like way oh above. okay no 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 no, <laughs> no, 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 no. you meant even sunken lower no, no, than that no 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 poor was the bottom of that yeah uh, that temperature meter no, no no he's he way surpassed that i i'm even going past oh okay i would say he was panty dropper level okay. i think she was really sexually attracted to him she thought he yeah. was really handsome she kept talking about that i don't think diva approved i don't <laughs> think he is going to be that and then what was the uh sugar daddy was in between diva approved and panty dropper how do they choose those tears i don't know it's not something doesn't make a lot of sense the editors on <laughs> atlanta are really going for it in a way that i've never seen other <laughs> it's housewives kooky. like the the kenya demon when she was coming out of her door poking her head at it's like they get really <laughs> silly on it i always wonder is the editing sort of um is it 
are they trying to ramp up the show because they're in like they know it's a flop era so they try to add yeah because they did that on Vanderpump Rules in season eight then when they started yeah. doing like video game graphics right. and garbage yeah I wonder if it's like they know they need to entice people yeah. more well did you notice that um Peacock Atlanta was not never before seen oh they didn't have any no. never before scenes they must not be yeah Atlanta must not be like doing that I guess yeah. this season I guess it just depends on a probably the production company it's like on a per city basis because vanderpump does it orange county does it but i was wondering if when i rewatched them if they were going to be supersized and they weren't yeah i know Um, yeah i mean i i I sort of i guess i wish they were yeah i want to see uncensored edition that'd be fun yeah that would be fun um but yeah i mean i don't know i just i have a soft spot for marlo and i don't like when everyone hates her because I like her. I I have a I have a soft spot for Marlo. I think she is obviously I she deserves to be a, a cast member. I yeah. love her. I think the the four of them, Marlo, Kenya, Candy, and Sheree are an iconic foursome. Like yeah. there there is so much power there. I love it. Marlo though, the way she's going about the season, I, I feel she's... like that conversation in the car where she's going to a blind <laughs> date with no one caring is ex- she's reaping what she sowed there yeah she's misguided she's misguided um Um, yeah kenya said the only way that she would be friends with marlo again is if she renegotiated her deal with the devil yeah (laughs) which was a good line yeah that was great um but yeah i don't know i wrote down um cairo had a baby named mecca oh wow that's and so sheree is a glamma is how she's decided to go do you um I mean, do you, do you love Sheree like me? Yeah, I do. And I'm afraid that there are already these red flags again. I feel like every single time she has a man, there's a problem. Yeah, I mean... Tyrone. Yeah. Remember when he left her at the table for hours? Yes, and I also didn't like when Tyrone appeared uninvited at the She by Sheree show to yeah. just fight with her. Also like, bringing the... flowers. <sighs> yeah, but she said, where did you get those from Publix? <laughs> I will say, just if we are... I think we should start to wind down. Yeah. We did a good job on Atlanta. Yeah. I will say though, the, the, like the episode. So if you haven't watched Atlanta yet this season, cause you heard it's in its flop era, I think Atlanta is still really good and worth watching. It, it's missing an X factor that I think they they'll repair soon. But those four that we already, that I just mentioned are very powerful and they're still so entertaining and fun. The t- when they go to, Birmingham yeah. for Kenya's HBCU um, halftime performance. And all th- those two episodes, I was like, this is one of the most shocking things in the <laughs> world that is happening. They go to that flop party where everyone, they, they basically get kicked out. They get out. escorted out of the charity event they were invited to. Yeah, and everyone's making, everyone's saying that they're causing too much attention or whatever, but also like they were expecting this like Met Gala, like beautiful yeah. thing. They were like, it's not seated. And then immediately they start to get mobbed by fans. <laughs> immediately a, a fan goes up to Sheree and goes, a mom and a son, and she goes, can my son hug you? He's a huge fan of you. <laughs> and then, so they get kicked out, and then Kenya knows her trip is such a flop, so she yeah. just goes to bed at 9 o'clock. Which they've shown that she's done like three separate times, yes. where she just abandons yes. the trip. And then Marlo is so pissed and fired up that she goes up to her hotel room and starts banging <laughs> on her door, 
And Kenya's like, you psycho. What I'm going to call the fucking police. And then they're, they're, they're stomping around the hotel. Marlo slams the door on Moneta. Like, I was like, damn, this is like, if that happened in Beverly Hills, that would be the moment they talked about all season. Just yeah. that one moment. And that's just par for the course. Yeah. So Atlanta still has so many iconic, great moments. It's just, I think the the level of quality we've come to expect is just so high for Yeah, Atlanta. for sure. Yeah, I'm hoping there will be something a specific storyline that comes up that is a little more entertaining because like we said the main storyline is this nephew death and it's just it's so sad that it's hard to really even though marlo's using it inappropriately it's hard to get pissed at her when she actually lost someone in her family like it's not fun to punch down about that no so i can can only get i can only uh, get pissed or I'm not pissed but I yeah. can't about how she chose to wield no that for sure but it's it's just not fun because yeah. it's just ultimately no matter what it's sad I think I also I have this problem where I think I feel like candy is like sacred to me and mm-hmm. I'm always on candy's side no matter what so anyone who well, she comes is against, like a voice of reason yeah for so the most part anyone who tries to use candy as their sounding board for drama I'm just like get the hell away that's why I just have so much distaste for Courtney because she just yeah. came for the the queen of Atlanta immediately in one minute. And I was like, you don't even talk to candy like that. So DJ James Kennedy should do a track with candy. That would be so awesome. There's so much musical power in the Bravo world. They should do a, we are the world. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like that'd be good. Yeah. Did you see Candace and um, Drew Sedora have a collaboration track? It's called affirmations part two. And they, they're kind of like going back and forth. It's kind of fun. Is it longer than their performance was? Yeah. They give Drew a couple more seconds at the end of the track. To, I like when so. everyone was doing an impression of their performance and they were just going, woo, 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 woo. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> Do you care if we close out this episode in a special way and we end with Drew Sedora's song, Already Know? Definitely. 30 seconds of it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that was just a little, what, a little... A taste. Little, little taste of the kind of <laughs> Atlanta takes that Amy and I have. After this episode, next week, we're going to put this episode maybe out early to yeah. capitalize on that Mauricio news. Like it's our 4th of July special. Yeah. The next week we're coming back and it's going to be OC in Atlanta in their full-blown recap style. Yeah. Right? And then maybe even a little taste of the crappy lake water. Definitely. Right? <laughs> dip our dip our cup in crappy lake and try some of the lake water. Take a little taste. Mm, do, you think, do you think that water tastes good? Mm, I'm excited. Me too. Okay. Are we done? Yeah. Did I do okay with hydrocodone uh, brain? I think so. I think we, I mean, we still crossed the two hour mark. It's pretty that's, good. Yeah, that's really good. Okay. Um, let us know. This episode is special to me in terms of the quality. I think <laughs> I was worried it's going to be subpar. So if you like this episode, please let us know and call out your favorite moments yes. was it the rome moment was it <laughs> cal drogo versus brock mm-hmm. any moment you liked let us know we love you so much and if you did think this was our, our flop era we're gonna be back next week stronger and better than ever yeah vacationed up yep vacationed up well rested and ready to take a sip out of the crappy lake water <laughs> goodbye i know my love and it's different when we switch in positions ain't gotta ask me who's is it because you already know got me whipping it up in the kitchen sports and all when we finish ain't gotta ask me who's is it because you already know planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.